Welcome to the Garbled Podcast Season 2, a brand new 52-episode collection with a new take on the old format, 52 new conversations about society and what influences it. So without further ado, we present what is being referred to for copyright reasons as the more recent half of 100 plus 2 of the Garbled Podcast, New 52. Okay. What's going on, folks? Woo! Welcome Woo! to a very hey, special hey. edition of the Garble Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm really happy, man. I, I, I I'm getting a chance to have a round table with it's more uh, like a rectangle, a rectangular table. With what I would consider Ooh. friends and family. Uh, I got my man. Uh, um, Wow, he don't even know. Drake's hit. The alcohol is flowing. And uh, Joker gas. I am joined uh, by um, the the professional John, Bria. The illustrious John. The illustrious John. Thank you. Bria at Johnism. Trash John. Uh, Wow. I got my man over here from Amerime Media. What's up? What's up? This is Max Sparks, gang gang. (laughs) (laughs) Gang. I love it. All the gangs. <laughs> I got my man Poochie Sauru. What uh, up, Poochie on the mic? Check what out up, his uh, YouTube channel and subscribe and hit that bell. Hit the bell for notifications. To be notified. Because I post randomly. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a returning guest all the way from the pop-in bar, bar or shelf. lounge. In the hardcore Chalfon. PA. Yeah. We have Jessica Rambo. Yeah. First of her name. Because the rest of us are not returning guests. That's the one. That's the one. First of her name. Provider of drinks and food. Uh, 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 Teller of jokes. Teller of jokes. Reviewer of movies. Fryer of food. Batman enthusiast. Batman enthusiast. Batman enthusiast. And she makes a meme I don't think it's fair to call you a Batman enthusiast. You're more like a obsessed Oh yeah, Man. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, Batman sucks cock. And we are here. Whoa! Wow, Whoa! strong words. I mean, we can... into fair word. Look at the definition. I mean, we can dive into my reason for saying that, but I don't think that's why. I I'm mean, here. we have plenty of. All right, reasons. I need everybody. I need everybody to just start eating that mic. Oh, hello, 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 hello Clarice. <laughs> no, um, we're here to talk about Joker. Yes. The Joker. Or wait, the movie just, was called I believe Joker. the movie was Joker. called Joker. Joker. Yeah, Joker. Just any Joker. Yeah, we're here to talk oh. about Joker, mm. which is a Warner Brothers. Yo, am I alone in thinking that finally DC got their shit together? Don't get me started. Eh, hold on, oh, wait, yeah, get me started. It took so long point. to get it's, this right. It depends if they're putting this movie in the DCCU. No, no it is in the DCCU. It is. is it? It's yeah. canon. It's canon. It's, it's canon, canon as it far is. as a one shot. I now, know info about like the stand, like where it stands. Like it's supposed to be standalone, but let's get real. Like they're they're tying that shit right. Okay, in. so they we're have, here to talk they about. Have to. They have we're well, here to talk about Joker, the 2019 film, uh, directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin my favorite, my favorite. Phoenix. That's right. Love them in her. Hispanic. <laughs> That's what she uh, said. The, the, the very illustrious Hispanic 
Joaquin Phoenix. Have you noticed that South Park dropped a joke, Mexican Joker? Anybody see that? Yeah, yeah I see that. Yeah, because yeah. Mexicans get confused with Puerto Ricans well, all the time. South Park Racist. Is notoriously <laughs> intolerantly tolerant. So yeah. No, nah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm, I'm with, with it. Senior laughs a lot. No. Um. So we're here to talk about Todd Phillips' 2019 Joker, um, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Um, other cast members include Zazie Beetz. Woo! Um, AKA Black Girl Magic. Yeah. Robert De Niro as Murray Franklin. We have Joaquin Phoenix's author Fleck or the Joker. Uh, uh, Robert De Niro as Murray Franklin. Zazie Beetz as Sophie Dummin. Or Dummin. Uh, Francis Conroy as Penny Fleck, uh, yeah, Joker's mom. 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 Yeah. And, and she's uh, an American Horror Story. Yes, uh, yes, yes. She's an American Horror Story. Uh, Hannah Gross, who plays a younger, uh, uh, Penny, uh, Fleck. Uh, then we have Brett Cullen, who plays Thomas Wayne, who was originally supposed to be Alex played Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. But Boo. he, yeah. Uh, he well, no, 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 no. The reason, the, I think the reason that he chose not to be in it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. He didn't want it. To be confused with his character on Saturday Night Live, Which, where he, oh uh, no, no let, where let, he does Donald Trump. Let me let me explain yeah. my boo. Yeah, I'm a it was boo. just said the character. Oh yeah. yeah, well we'll get to that in a bit, we but will. we're trying to go spoiler free for the first ten minutes. That entire <laughs> cast was on fire. For yes. Me. Oh yeah. no 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 no. Yes, the cast was fleek. Like I I, I definitely enjoyed the cast, but boo Thomas Wayne. I booed, I thought Thomas Wayne was not cast properly as well. Yeah. So that was my only gripe. So. Uh, Douglas Hodge as Alfred Pennyworth. So what you're saying is like that Thomas Wayne should have been Donald Trump. Is that, what, is that where you're Thomas going with Wayne it? Thomas Wayne shouldn't have been anywhere near the spectrum of Donald Trump. He should have been genteel and refined and kind and non-condescending, which I didn't get from him. Oh, well, well, I, I, I have a theory, but we're not, we're, we're going, we're going spoiler free for the first. We are, we are. So All right. We are the 99%. We had Dante Pierrier Olsen, who played a young Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, additional choice. cast members is Glenn, uh, Flesher as Randall. Bill Camp. He had like two lines. Yeah, but he had that look. He had that like young Bruce look, man. He was killing it. He was Shay, Shay Wingham as two detect, uh, Bill Camp and Shay Wingham, uh, played, uh, two Gotham City Police Department detectives. Uh, Mark Marin, who, um, surprisingly, uh, was, um, uh, Gene Offland, uh, who was a producer on Franklin's show, uh, Leigh Gill as Gary, Arthur's co-worker, Joe Pius as Hoyt Vaughn, uh, Arthur's agent, and Brian Tyree as Henry, a clerk at Arkham State Hospital. Uh, Brian, uh, um, I thought they were going to make him be cash, but. but Brian Tyree Henry is of, uh, Atlanta fame. Mm-hmm. I want you to realize that I blacked out after like the third person because they didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, Joaquin yo, Phoenix let me tell you something. Was on the screen. I there, out. I was like, yeah, there's other people, sure, whatever. So there, say. there are movies where you watch and like it's an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. he he consumes this, the entire this film. There is literally not a single second that I can remember in this film. Where Joaquin Phoenix is not on screen. Uh, and you know the best part about it is too, like he's he's great because he doesn't even have to speak. 
to, yeah. Get, oh, to yeah. command yeah. the scene. He, yeah. he doesn't have he, to say anything. You know, how, you know how they say actors chew up the furniture? Yeah. Like this, he was just... <laughs> I love it because <laughs> on, so much of him was not... It was so much physical. His body was used. He like, made oh, me God. so uncomfortable in the best way. He is. Like, while he was on screen, I was like, oh, I feel dirty. I love it. But there I, were I moments, love it. There were moments in this movie where I was... We were... We, we, we The three of us yeah. went to see it together. And there were moments where... I was laughing so loud <laughs> in in the movie theater, and I kept like, I was like, I am laughing entirely yeah. at the wrong <laughs> that's, moment. That's what the movie was for, yeah. though. Try yeah. having my laugh at the Joker film. <laughs> I was, tough. was that was tough. Shit. There, there's a really Your laugh bad, is beautiful, Jess. There's a really bad joke where it's like, I hope my my life makes more sense with a C. With a sense, right? And and yeah. I was cracking yeah. the fuck Honestly, up. Honestly, when I when I first saw that, I was like, I just died laughing. Yeah, like I didn't laugh. Okay, I didn't laugh out loud, but I laughed in my head because you know I'm in a fucking movie theater. No, 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 no. Ramon went ha 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 ha, and then tapped me and went, "Do you get it? <laughs> it's sense. It's a C." And I was like, "I get it." He's like, "Ha ha ha, no, you don't." No, Not no, that, that I it was all that turn in the corner with the ha. Oh my god! Oh, that shit made god. me piss my pants. I, I was, was crying. fucking dying. So I, I, I dying. and he I saw a bunch of YouTube videos to get ready for this yeah, episode. Yeah, of course, to, you know, just talking about oh, it. But yeah. it was one of the things that like really haunted me about this movie was his laughter and and the the genius reason behind. The laughter. As this, to making was, it an affliction. As opposed as to. As opposed to, which is great because that makes Joker uninterpretable and unreadable. Because he responds to all of his emotions with laughter. Right. So exactly. how do you know what he's actually feeling? And that was such a good platform to build him on how he responds to And, and when he handed, there's a scene wait, in the wait, movie. Wait, wait, wait. Have we gotten to the 10 minute mark of no spoilers? No, 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 we haven't. Oh, we haven't. Oh, shit. I know. Uh, I know. I'm dying. All right. So. In the greatest moments of his suffering, like, that's when he laughed the hardest. That's what like, I thought yeah. was great. Dog. Honestly, genius. I peep, oh. like, I peeped that. Anytime, every, almost every time he laughed, he was either uncomfortable or he was really, really nervous. Mm -hmm. His I, laughter, he, he's, he's, yeah. he's got three different laughs from what I could tell. Because I was like watching the movie and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm making mental notes. But there's like three different types of laugh that he uses throughout the entire film. Mm -hmm. And one of them is like, it, it, it's it's where it's almost painful. Like yeah. it, you can see it. In, and I have information on that. Yeah, like his physicality when he's doing it, it's almost like someone who's having an asthma attack. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good analogy. Be before we go any further with uh, with this discussion, I need to ask everyone at this table one goddamn question. All right, I'm ready. Go ahead. Who is better? Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, that's not a Jared fair comparison. Leonard. That's oh, not no, a fair no, comparison. Wait, I thought you were going to go off. Oh, Jared, Jared, why, why are we even talking about Jared, Jared Leto? Down. I didn't fuck Jared Leto. Fuck Jared Leto. I didn't say he fucked that guy. I said Jared Leto. And I love Jared Leto as an actor. As an actor? But that was garbage. That was absolute garbage. The damage on his forehead that is fucking performance. Okay, so everyone here is in agreement that fuck Jared Leto. Trash. Jared Leto's Joker. Go fuck yourself. Jared Leto. You know what's fucked up? He's Look my at me. cosmic yeah. twin. Hey, you know, no, no, no. You know what's the funny thing is that Jared Leto was like 
ups- extremely upset that they went ahead with this Joker film because he well, thought... Well, I would be upset, too. Listen, if, like, Beyonce str- showed up at the talent show, I'd be like, fuck, Excuse come on now. Like terminology, but after that fucking abortion of a Joker in hey. Suicide Squad... No, it wasn't an abortion. They, they the, ate that shit they up. They had to let that shit... They had to be like, you know what, let's try they had to do something because this one's not really working it's, out it's much. perfectly fine to need to have that failure to know what Joker could really yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. And you know what, like, that's the thing, too. With they, like, you know. I, so I, I want you to realize, Jared Leto, you were a rebound. Like, yeah, they had he was Ledger, a re- they're like, I this is great. I see the fuck another Joker I ain't over. angry at him. Honestly, I'm listen, not mad. Listen, I feel bad. Jared Leto... You need to stick to 30 Seconds of Mars, oh, and shit. that is about it. <laughs> oh, <'Cause> shit. You... <laughs> <laughs> today, today, Zoe Kravitz got an- announced as Catwoman. And I you was could... going to talk about that tonight. Yes, I yes, did yes, see that. Yes. I got it. You watch Catwoman the movie yeah. a couple Who, times. Fucking, but you know not what, Holly Berry's and fucking Catwoman. Yeah. That was an atrocity. Yeah. Wait, Don't do some fucking what, cinema. I got Zoe Kravitz, it could just be a movie about her drinking milk. In a leather suit, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yes, I stand a queen." I got two things to say about that. If I, I see, if I see Zoe Kravitz, if I see Zoe Kravitz, the lotion, baby. If I see oh, Zoe shit. Kravitz drinking milk out of a bowl, does does anybody remember Booty Tang? Hell yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you remember that scene where he pushes out the milk bowl? <laughs> <laughs> if Zoe Kravitz walks out and she starts lapping milk. Out of that bowl. Wow. Why not say? But you know, you know what my casting I'm going to be moist. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember what my casting, my ideal Catwoman casting would be? No, Did no. Did it include Rihanna? No, but it was Ooh. Rosario Dawson, who Ooh. I think would make the most beautiful, hard edge, amazing Catwoman ever. You're remember right. in Sin City Damn when she was running the yeah. prostitutes in Old Town? Damn and she right. came out with that whole Ooh. zipper up thing and the, she got the hair on the edge. I was like, that's so Catwoman. So if Rosario Dawson is Catwoman, can we just have Rihanna as like, Poison Ivy. I'm down. That Listen, would be, that would be can we have awesome. Rihanna as any character in the fucking DC? She could be Batman. Yeah. I'm okay with her being Batman. Well, Rihanna for Batman. One thing, one thing, I think Rihanna one thing. Rihanna for Batman, Donald Glover for Spider-Man. And we're good. We're good. thing, no. One thing that I think this Joker movie did for DC is it established that DC could possibly make their angle villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, see I, I think if DC decided to just make its focus for the next several movies, just focusing on the villains, because that, that's that's the one thing that Marvel has not been able to get right since... Um, yeah, Thanos just shit out of the sky. Well, you know, he was I, I like, think hey, the first... I think decisions. the first time they got a villain right was... <laughs> Um, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Yeah. And He's oh, fun. I mean, it's up to you, man. If you want to cut it off. I mean, we. Shit. No, okay, you're at the 10 minute mark? Okay, yeah. alright. So, um. Alright, it was really, really great. Had a great time, Sealer. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're gonna talk about the spoilers. Tom, Tom Hiddleston as, uh, Loki, He's and perfect. then perfect having, uh, um, Listen to the rest Deuces. of the podcast. Yeah, listen if listen you wanna to if you wanna watch the rest of this video, listen to the podcast, garblepodcast at gmail.com, garble podcast on all the social medias, and that's where you can check out the rest of this. It's and about watch to, the it's freaking a, movie. Yeah, and it's about to get fucking awesome. You're gonna miss it. Go. I'm I'm go. actually surprised that we went fourteen minutes into this and not I'm not. I'm not. That, 
sounds like a fart in the wind to me. I'm ready. Hey, Donald. Not Donald Glover. No. Oh, can't be no. If, 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 oh, pizza's here. Okay. All right. Um, pizza's here and then people smoke cigarettes. See you later. Been a minute. All right, we're just gonna. All right, so we're 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 coming back. I accidentally hit the wrong button. We fucked up. I fucked up. We're retconning. So we're talking Joker. Spoiler alert. Shit. We've been talking for like five minutes, and I just realized that I had. You just missed out on some. You missed out on some great stuff. Definitely let Joker get at me with a with a rubber nose, Ramon. Thank you so much for being vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) So my apologies, folks. Liquor and food and and friends. Um, but all I, thought I when want when you said liquor, we were going to talk about Resident Evil. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> all I want is a movie or a cartoon where Batman is Joker or Joker is Batman. That's fun. And it's just a well, hallucination. And DC, I want it. DC has done that this year. They've done the the Batman who laughs, mm-hmm. and it is a. Uh, Batman from an alternative dimension who is, if I'm not mistaken, he's infected with, like, Joker venom. Mm-hmm. They did it in Arkham Knight. Yeah. Is that the one where, like, his no, 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 eyes no. Cover, like, Yes, he, he, he's spider. got, like, a, a, a garb of... I of only, know, I only know of that fucking, uh, that Batman because of Funko Pops. Because that's... Word. Are you sure? Dude, that pop is, like, I haven't seen it in stores, but it's advertised everywhere. No, no, no. I, I want, want it. it where Joker or Batman never existed and is just a fucking fever dream. That's fun. That's fun. So, Dude, that's because pretty, you can't have that's one pretty much the other, what Joker literally. the film was. So, well, Joker. We don't fucking. It was multiple Joker. We're not there. <laughs> we're not there yet. Because I have a theory. I have a really strong theory that Fuck I've been pushing. Theory. Oh God, I can't handle this the, shit anymore. For, for the last, <laughs> I've been no. I've been sitting on this for a week, and I feel you. Um, okay, so Joker as a movie, I think um, it was gorgeous. Uh-huh. It was a phenomenal movie. There's not a single frame in that movie that you couldn't freeze and not hang up as I art. I love that you say that because oh, I love that you say that. Go ahead. I mean, just him on the steps when he's coming yeah. down How the steps. How iconic is that for oh, everyone? Yes. When he's That's like it. He made down the steps. cinema history I with that I want that, that shit. entire thing like – as a gif on my room. Yeah. yeah. See, I like the moment. I the entire I like the moment when he's no, in no, the no. apartment and he's doing that fucking Ringu shit where he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking murder you. Actually, uh, go ahead. That? All oh, I want one. is that scene where he turns around in the elevator mm-hmm. and looks directly at the camera and, and smirks. Like a like a ha That was the first it's promo. About to go down. That was Shit's the first about to promo. Get real. I want to send that to all my coworkers on Monday. Like, hey guys, Shit about to get real. <laughs> Not coming into I'm work bad. today. No, honestly. The line in the movie is when he goes, "Hey Arthur, uh, why are you wearing your makeup?" He goes, mm, "Celebrating. My mom just died. Celebrating. Can we have why we're here table for uh, favorite moments?" Oh, I was just actually about to say my yeah. my favorite moment is uh towards the end of the movie where you know he's um you know he's on the show and so like on the late night show or whatever and you know he's talking and or, you know basically before, before the reverse Bud Dwyer moment exactly okay. so and then like he's like do you guys want to hear another joke and they're like no we don't want to hear another one I love and that he's like, catchphrase too exactly I'm trying to remember what the hell he said. Um, well, it was the one when he's like, ma'am, your son was killed by a... Why did I laugh so hard when he fucking told that joke? Okay. First know. of all, there are so many moments in this movie where oh, I laughed. I un- know. Too hard. To, uh, to shit that's really not funny, <laughs> but it was funny. If it was one of your funny. favorite moments isn't Joker at the kids' hospital oh, with, with the... Oh, with the... Oh, 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 I literally... 
Dude, I How about him on the phone when he's lost? He's like, fucking part of my fucking act. No, when he drops the gun and he puts his finger to his lip, like, shh. And the little black girl, she's like, bang, bang. I laugh so hard. He goes, what the fuck you bringing a fucking gun to a fucking children's house? He's like, it's part of my fucking act, dude. It's a prop. It's a prop. Don't fucking judge me. <laughs> is it loaded? No, it's not loaded. It's just a bro. And that big fella set him up, which he was no, a he really set him up. he was an awesome Gothamite looking goon, wasn't he? Definitely. Well, he looked first like of a all, this goon. this entire film, like I felt like I needed a bath afterwards <laughs> because it's just fucking filthy. And the fact that the the, the movie starts in on like a trash strike, a, a, a garbage man, which strike. is a reference to the New York. Trash, trash garbage strike, strike in New in Jersey the, in City the 70s, yeah. in 81. Was that 81 or the 71? Yeah, okay. Which is funny because the new Batman film with Pattinson takes place in the 90s. You tell me that shit no, ain't connected. No, I'm, I'm upset because he was supposed on, to be wait. Batman from Batman Beyond. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. I knew Thank there was a reason why I said I'm I sorry. liked you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, not good. Garbage. But nobody's but, nailed Bruce Wayne except Val Kilmer. But, but either that's way, you give me a fucking sparkling vampire as goddamn uh, Bruce Wayne, fuck, suck off. Here's where I'm going to argue with you. I was where you were three months ago until I started exploring Pattinson's other bodies of work. And they're very mature and they're very good. He's very good. I, I can attest to that. I, I can attest to that. But, again, him as Bruce Wayne and or Batman, you can't fucking do it. Him as Terry McGinnis? And you give me fucking Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, I'd fucking watch the shit off that movie. I didn't think Michael Keaton was a good Bruce Wayne. Mm. Mm. Sorry, not with All that. right, Jess, what was your... Uh, no, no, I, I hear you. It's just like we've done this podcast. Yeah. We did We're, this podcast. We, we, we refer to the pre- previous. Yeah, go back to uh, uh, like 10 episodes back when we did uh, the Batman when Poochie yeah. was not on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was your favorite moment, Jess, in the movie? It's got to be when it for other than the bathroom scene, which I'm going to exclude because that was art. That was just beautiful. It's going to have to be when he goes. I like I just said when he's like, "Hey, Arthur, what's uh, the makeup?" He goes, mm, "Mom just died." Oh, that's celebrating scene. that. And when he turns the corner and, he, and he's like, <laughs> "Stonewall." Like, or I'm gonna punch out. That was pretty yeah. fucking. Oh, funny. oh, that oh, oh, God! The puns. Oh, I forgot the, the punch out. The puns. Started going at him. That shit was wild. That shit was wild. That shit was wild. I just the I, puns I, had me dying. Okay. Yeah, they were good. So there's this where he's talking with his therapist, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I use it as a joke book," because the therapist is asking for his journal. Yeah, and he's like, "I hope that my death makes more sense." Mm-hmm. But it, it's uh, with a C. C-E-N-T-S. Like money. I don't know why. That was, <laughs> that was so fucking funny to me. And well, I laughed. Or and I kept thinking about it and started laughing. Or when his mom's like, I'm not going to talk to you. Do you calm down? He's like, okay. All right. No, 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 I'm fine. No, no, no. Oh, wait, wait. Something's up with your mic. Oh, shit. Is it on? Is it on? Oh, hold on. Man, technical There you go. There you go. Okay, cool, cool. Nope. Oh, oh shit! I'm gonna just take okay. That. There you go. There you go. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> we, good. we good. Switch. There we go. Okay. So y'all are missing the best scene when I don't remember what his name is because I'm a little tipsy. But the little person was oh. trying to unlock the short. door. Oh, <laughs> and had to ask. He said, "I felt that 
that deeply Arthur! in my soul as a small person. Look, I'm 4'8", baby. And when four I tell 11, you... So you're the first the, I met smaller than me. The amount of times I've had to look at someone that I didn't fuck with or didn't want to talk to, like, hey, But what he says bro. before that when he goes, when he goes, gonna be on the Murray Show this week. Fancy that. Me on the telly. I fucking Yo, lost that shit. The whole scene wait, was no, fucking no. hilarious. When homeboy was just like, come on, Arthur. Why? Why? It, why? Why? Why you do that? Dude. Come on. The crazy part about that is he is upset that Arthur's killing him. He's like, why you got to do that when I'm here? <laughs> that, that was, that's exactly what that was. Like, I get I get why you killed it. It would have been funny if he, like, awkwardly was trying to drag a chair over to the door to get on no, it. No, no, no. The, the funniest chain. part was when Arthur opens up the door just enough and then slams it closed. And he's like, come on! He's like, no! You were, my, kisses, you were nice Kisses him on the it's forehead, cold. which I think was genius because... Yeah. Because Joker, he he brings the goons that he selects to be his prime goons. That midget would have been his number one in the future. Like, exactly. think about that. He let him go. Why? Because he has weird rationale, Joker. And nothing, none of this shit makes sense. But, like, I well, pictured him as being one of his right-hand men yeah, because, in the future. Yeah, because he was nice to him. I'm about to yeah. say, yeah, he, like, he's he was nice the only one. You were the nice only one that yeah. was genuinely nice And this to is me. right before he goes full Joker mode. So it's right when he has a little bit of Arthur left in him to say like, oh, I remember that you were good to me. Exactly. Because in the future, Joker don't give a fuck if you Joker were good to him. Shit. He'll fucking kill you because it's funny. He doesn't care. Yeah, but I, I feel like at this moment, so we get the birth of this like young Joker. What was your favorite scene? That that was my favorite scene. Oh, that scene. was your favorite that scene. Alright, how about you, Jamal? Um, I'm going to say the part when he's giving his mom a sponge bath, no. because uh, the soft moments in the story that crazy are so important, like yeah. subtle stuff like that. And uh, but that was not a, into... that was not a gentle bath. There's a moment where there's a moment where there's a moment where he's ba- you know he is bathing her, right? But she's going to go say something, and he just pours the water like dead in her face. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I'm still watching and that, and uh, when he. Goes into the other apartment, into Zaz's oh, apartment. Oh yeah, because like not because it's wild, but just because he knows he's doing a hey, lot guys, there. Hey guys, fun fact: what if that little that little girl is Selena Kyle? Ooh. Wait a second! Don't do that. So mm-hmm. I changed my mind. My favorite <laughs> moment is actually when he comes into his mom to his mom's apartment. And she goes, oh, you're really happy. And he goes, yeah, I just came back from a date. A hot date. Upon retrospect, that is the scariest moment in yeah, the because entire he's, That's what I like to call the, the Norman Bates moment. Was in his mind. That yeah. was the Norman Bates moment where his... Well, what I love is because post-killing those people in the subway, they really address that serial killer sociopathic mentality, which is they get a euphoria from it, which describes him in the bathroom. And then a sexual thrill, Mm -hmm. which is very – those two elements are very catamite to being a serial killer. I think there's a really important line in the movie that, that, that almost gets thrown away and a lot of people ignore. It's when he's talking to his therapist and he says to her, I didn't know if I was even real, real. until I did those, you know. That's a very important line. That's that such movie. an important line. Fucking really important. Because let's not let's not ignore the fact that the therapist in the beginning of the film and the therapist at the end of the film look like the same fucking person. Mm-hmm. They did. But a little different. 
And that's the thing with Joker is like, remember, we all forget that scene in the beginning when she's like, do you remember why you were locked up in Arkham? And he's yes, slamming, and he's his, slamming head his head against, head against What the, the fuck was that? You don't oh, just I, I have get out of that and go I, home. I, I'm going to come back to that in a yeah. second. I'm going to come back. Wait a second. So, all right. Mm-hmm. So, the Joker didn't know if he was real. So, is he disregarding everyone else as real people? Is that that's why? Is that why everyone kind of looks the same? Is I that why like every cop is a generic cop? Because they all follow cop? a formula to him over and over because he's so used to the perpetual formula of everything going fucked. So to him, all the people, it's the same part they're all playing, but they're just slightly different people But to I him. wonder if that's why he didn't kill the small person. And I know this is a little bit of a stretch, but because he was the one person that didn't fit his mold. Or how about this? He didn't kill him because it was fucking funny. But not to. Like, right. we all laughed, and yeah, that's right. the whole thing about Joker is what's funny. He let him go. It was like, funny. would it have really been funny for a clown to, to like, kill a midget? I think so. And I'm 4'8", so I can say <laughs> that. I'm, yeah, I'm 4'11", so I got you on yeah, that. I mean, you're legally a, a, a small person, right? Yes. Four foot nine is illegally a small person, so anything below that, yeah. I know, I know, I know because Fuck I you. fucking inquired about it. <laughs> Four foot eleven. So, yeah, but I feel like that's, like, ties into what you just said. Like, that's funny because why not? Like, it made him laugh. Maybe that's why he let him go. Or not just because he was nice to him, because it was funny. And that's what he's all or, about. Or it's is, a bad joke. It's to a bad kill joke. A little person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see that. I think I can see it's that. also the side of. Joker is a human. He's a human being, and he has human moments, especially when, like, like saving the, the midget bull. But it's also, like, he killed the first original three rich kids because they were fucking with that lady. Yeah. He's like, you're beating on me, but I just wanted to distract you from her. See, I don't know. Exactly. I disagree. That was the first time he said enough. Enough. I'm tired of getting beat up and sleep. Yeah. He tried to give them his card and tell them that was an empathetic scene. I felt bad for him in that scene because he was defending his life. Well, but here's where it changed. The last guy, he murdered that motherfucker yeah. in cold blood and shot and him I in the back until the, the gun was empty. He wasn't, he wasn't stressed out because he killed the two on the train. He right. was stressed because he killed that last one and he fucking liked it. Yeah. Period. But for real, for real, right? Can you describe any other characters besides Joker and the midget. Yeah. And Zazie. Uh, no, 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 no. And Zazie. But I feel like everyone is semi-tall white man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's older black woman. I mean, it's Gotham. And racially ambiguous black girl. I felt it's, like the guy that was at Arkham Asylum that it. held his mom's and I records. Think that's the point. That's I thought Gotham he was going to be cash. But I think that's the point. Point mm-hmm. that no one else matters to Joker. Yeah, you're a freak. If you're a freak, you're part of the gang. In Gotham. I, I Plenty think, of other people matter. I in think. Gotham. I think part mm-hmm. of that because because I, I Thomas it, Wayne mattered until, until he fucking didn't. Until he fucking didn't. Fuck Thomas Wayne. Yeah. I Yo, agree. how about this? Can we take a moment to just say what the fuck? Like I I <laughs> I didn't need to watch the Waynes die again. God damn it! Listen. Okay. You know. Since we're speaking on this subject for years, for and years, years, and years, for generations, we have. Seen can we just have one generation go by where we don't have no, to watch? Not even I know you have this obsession with not retelling that, and I think the only excuse that I can give them for it is that, again, we haven't had a grounded Batman since Christian Bale, so we're trying to connect things that need to be there. And I thought. 
the way they did it was really subtle, and the way they did it connected to the Joker in a way that made mm. sense. So, and they didn't give it this whole operatic scene where it was like <laughs> Bruce Wayne crying. It was just how funny is that? It happened to happen to me. I was about to say. I actually laughed this I time. I was like, ha ha! Yeah. Y'all are gonna do this the just end, to She's like, dick. what's funny? I was He's like, way you wouldn't too get annoyed it. to fucking laugh. No, but to I think do. that I'm Bruce Wayne it, turns into this whole, like, brooding <laughs> character just because Joker had a bad fucking day. Mm. Well, well, fuck Martha. That, fuck we'll Thomas. come back to this. We'll come back to this. Go ahead, Jamal. You got- um, I wanted to touch on the uh, the whole, slightly touch on the whole, just being a multiple story thing. Mm-hmm. Like, DC's story is set in stone. Like the whole, yeah, the Joker person who kills being why, like yeah, that Joe like Chill, Joe Chill fucking, is important. It's He's the immaculate po- conception yeah. of comics. Yeah. It is where it is because that's where the fuck it is. Period. All right, like I've got to watch it again because I want to see if like the even the orphans that like slammed. I'm telling you, you I want to see if they were cut it like Batman I'm telling villains. you you do have to see it more than once I, definitely I, 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 like I want to see how much actual subtle pushes are in this movie well okay um and also uh for me the wildest scene is him going to the mansion and forcing Bruce oh. to smile I'm ready oh. ready ready I love ready? that scene never actually. happened Never happened. You don't think it happened? Absolutely not. It was all up here for him. Okay, no. okay. Well, well, wait, the only wait, reason why I say that, the only reason I say no is because when in the bathroom scene with him and Thomas Wayne. Leave my fucking kid alone. But then again, Thomas Wayne would never act that way. Well, I think they, they version, went out of their Joker way. But Joker would interpret him as acting I, that way. I think they went out of their way to make. Okay, first of all, this movie is very much about class, and this movie is very much about economic despair. Yeah. Um, and and Joker tells a story that forces you to look at the economic despair in Gotham. and He even says it on the Murray show. He's like, when's the last time you've existed outside of the studio? When's the last, when's the last time, time you walked around my people? Like me. Right. Like you wouldn't care about me if you wa- saw me on the street. You would step over me. Yep. And so Just this is a very sympathetic story. And I think that's the problem that diehard fans had with this movie is because the Joker is the one character that you're not supposed to be sympathetic. You're like, not sympathizing. You're empathizing. Okay. And, and, and I think that's the problem that a lot of people, the diehard fans had with this movie. However, I, I have a fix for it. Wait, right? hold but up. I disagree with that. I, agree. I was about to say, I, I kind of disagree with that. I feel like there are plenty of diehard fans that have died on the cross of Joker. Yeah, we love this. I thought this was great. That were like, that's yes, that's this great. illustrates everything that I have ever wanted to say about Joker, but didn't have the words to. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. you, you can finally understand without, even if it's fake, you get where his mentality and where his mind goes to with telling these stories. From my from my perspective, uh, when it comes down to this movie and my interpretation of it, it's not my Joker, but it's someone else's Joker. And it's a great Joker. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like I'm not I'm not taking that away. But it's like, not Joker, though. It's it's this is the first time we've watched someone become him. That's the difference. Th- that's another thing too. This is it's... before we didn't even get to see him fucking be Joker. We got ten seconds of that at the end of the film when he's like, "Oh look, I'm Joker now." But up until then, he was just a fucking dude. Arthur. Yeah. He was just Arthur. It was just Arthur a man. Fleck. I and would... Arthur Fleck. We never got fucking. 
pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we never got the opportunity to see him become the Joker ever in film, in cinema. We never saw the man go from being a fucking man yeah. to what the fuck happened. And how he be how the whole city followed him. I thought that was so subtly a nice B plot line where the whole city, Thomas Wayne calls everybody clowns. And then they come behind, and he becomes oh, introduce me as Joker because that's the what you called me. Neo of the Matrix of fucking lower society, and then he gets his follow. Because we never found out how did Joker get his following? How did people become a part of like yeah. this cult with Joker? And they did that so well without over explaining it. Like you just watched it and it happened. That Maul, you had something you wanted to say. He I wanted to that. chime on uh, the whole Joker gang gang is, is important because. As previously said, Joker owns Gotham. Right. Always has, always wills, because he has the biggest gang. Yeah. And that's because they started first. And it's because it's a religion to his followers. It's exactly. not like Penguin. Not when you work for Cobblepot, it's money. When you work for Dent, it's money. When you work for... It's money. But for Joker, it was like Christ on the exactly. cross. Exactly. Even when they pulled him out of that car, that I was mean, a religious moment. Wait a second. So do the Waynes own Gotham but Joker owns no. the people. It's the same no. as Batman and Joker. It's That's the same beautiful. shit. Put it, put, it this way. Of the put it this way. Thomas Wayne owns the rich part of Gotham, and Joker owns basically the poor in the ghetto. It's beautiful. Even, even Not those. Yet. Or at least he might, and in this storyline, he might, and then fucking Joker's like, fuck you, and whatever. Thomas Wayne represents old money. He represents old money. That good and shit. Joker right. represents, fuck you, I'm going to take whatever the fuck I want. Right. Robin Hood. Yeah. Except all these characters, the like, story is so important to the mythos, yeah. but even all the DC characters are wrapped in story. Even what we believe right. about the goodness of Thomas Wayne is just a reflection of what Alfred has told Bruce. And I do like a way, I do like that they force us out of our comfort zone with Thomas because... Because he's such I, a piece of shit in this we, movie. And I don't like that. That pissed Honestly. me off because I'm like, Thomas Wayne is not condescending, but then again, here we are. We're but was he Joker's a piece of shit? We don't fucking but know. But was he a piece of shit, to be honest, in the movie? All he said was, Leave my fucking the guy alive. that killed these three seemingly harmless guys is trash. And I want you to stay the fuck but away from my son because your mom is crazy and you're crazy. Here's the difference. When it comes to Thomas Wayne for me, and I'm really picky about who they cast as the Waynes because they are the pinnacle of philanthropists, kind, non-condescending, refined human beings, is when he says, stay the fuck away from my son. That is, If anything, Thomas Wayne would have... All the letters Penny was writing, even if that woman was fucking insane, Thomas Wayne would have had pity on her. He would have felt bad. I'm he would have sorry. tried to help her. But instead, he was condescending. That seems to me like that's been filtered through Joker's brain. I'm sorry. And that's how he's interpreting I've never it. had children, but I have puppies. And if you come across the corner of X and Y Street True. and touch my dog and make I them agree. do anything that but I let, didn't say okay let's to, real. Would you catch a bullet. get that close to Wayne Manor? Alfred got bleed. Yo, Alfred got played. Alfred was a little chunky. Even in the older stories, Alfred is confirmed like badass assassin, CAA motherfucker. So yes, he is the only wall between the He's not only that, but he was a field medic. 
He was a uh, master of disguise, and he's very skilled in, in close quarters combat, which is all. So which, for Joker yeah. to just get to him. the wall, I was not surprised at I, all. Yeah. But he wasn't getting in that he motherfucker. Did <laughs> <laughs> anybody <laughs> notice the reference to Adam West Batman when Bruce? Oh, Wayne when he slides down the, the pole? Yeah. Yes, yes, I, I saw cute. that. that I thought was that was hysterical. That was cute. I, w- I wanted to touch on something real quick. Um, you mentioned that uh, fucking Thomas Wayne is basically like this whole nice person. The philanthropist, right? Now. Have you ever played uh, the Batman Telltale game? Yeah. Now the I reason why it. the reason why I was you hated it. I hated it because again it was making the Waynes into criminals. That's the it's, fucking. And that's opposite. the reason why I was okay with Thomas Wayne being a fucking. Because dick they in this went movie. with that. I can respect but, that. Here's the thing: I can fucking believe it. In in public, because you're maybe nice, Bruce, you're great, but behind closed doors, yeah, maybe you're a Bruce, gangster. maybe that's how Bruce Wayne viewed his father and mother in rose glasses, because you know, to him, that's Absolutely. all he had, and he was a little Absolutely. kid. Exactly. I've even done that with my family, like, oh, they were so perfect. And then as you get older, you start to realize, like, and then what do you think? Do you think he really fucked some woman and then had this other kid? Yes. Well, that's what his son does. Yes. <laughs> well, you yes. know what? That that storyline. So there's a, there's a thread in the movie where they make it possible that Arthur Fleck or the Joker is related to the Waynes. And it, it calls into question this whole idea. And you were talking about the whole Cain and Abel thing earlier. Yeah. And I think that makes sense to a degree. I think it's completely possible for Thomas Wayne, this multi-billionaire, to be able to make a child disappear. Yeah, have a, have, have a, have a, uh, uh, an affair, cover it up. But like part Save of me, baby with but part of me, like, official papers and shit like I, that, I believe. Yeah, I feel like that that, see, that's what I'm they not leave saying it's right Zeus and Hera. Could he do it? Could he cover it up? Or is he really the nice man that, you know, everyone thinks he I'm is? not saying it's Zeus and Hera. I'm just saying I he may it, have disappeared I look at it every like, once in a while. I look at and it Martha like, didn't ask questions. I look at it them. like 300. When you watch the movie 300, you're not watching what actually happened at the Battle you're of Watching the story being told. You're watching the Greeks tell this fucking story. So we you're, don't you're, fucking you're know. You're watching a Spartan tell the story of other Spartans. To motivate an army to fucking take down a But it's apart. been canon that almost every villain that's in D.C., specifically in Batman's universe, was created by the Waynes. In one way, shape, or form. Indirectly or inadvertently, yes. My thing is, Bruce Wayne follows in the ways to follow in the footsteps of his father. What he thinks is, what his projection of, because he's traumatized. He's traumatized. But does Bruce Wayne not have a child by another woman and married fucking Selena Kyle? Yes, he did. But everyone is traumatized, though. Pick that up from his father, though? Yeah, but could any man in a position of power with billions of dollars fuck a mistress? And also, he right. has, you know either I mean? way, he's going to have daddy issues. Fuck some oh, my God. I need to light an entire pack of cigarettes on one end and suck like, on the other side. I can't handle <laughs> Everybody <laughs> in Gotham is a victim to some degree, right? And all of them, even when they become, like, the Joker, the Batman, they go back to, like, I'm just here to save lost people and fucking orphans. That's all I want to do. I want to make sure that people that are fucked up don't get too fucked up. Right. More fucked up. For that to be everyone's, like, mission statement, there's a lot of fucking orphans still in Gotham, though. Right. That's and my question. Well, Everyone is on some Save the Orphan shit, the but thing. there's a lot of Robins running around yes, here, and no one's <laughs> taking account of them. And, and let's, let's talk about the fact that the fucking Batman um, uh, uh, has created out. an entire army. I can't fucking army. handle how awesome this fucking conversation <laughs> is. <laughs> let's yeah. talk about the fact that the Batman has created a goddamn army of orphans. <laughs> Yo, I'm Sport. starting to 
fuck let's up. Let's also no, wait, fuck up. Three, three orphans, technically. Yeah. Because it's really important. It's real. Like, all right, dog. Like, it's such <laughs> a big story. Like, lack of parents. Like, like Hamilton. That goes. That, that yeah. that's it. Andy. Like, right. Even uh, like Superman is technically the same story. He's an orphan. He's right. an orphan. And it's just Fuck like Superman. Just there's always someone trying to be someone else's hero to yeah. some degree. Right. And it's just like see, but that's my thing with Batman is that's not his motivation. To me, Batman's motivation is guilt. He feels guilty for his parents. So when oh, he goes out as guilt. Yeah. When he goes out as Batman, he's paying his penance. He's doing his hail marys. But he's he making sucks up. At it, though. He do. No, you're absolutely right. I'm not I'm gonna argue with that. I'm telling you, For he's got the same so... mental illness because he's he. If he would do things differently, Gotham would be better off. But he let, causes more problems than he solves. Let's not forget that this is a guy who's also beating up on a fucking mentally ill person. My is. Thing is... Let's also get into the fact that every time you look at a view of a Gotham school, they're all reading from like the same book. <laughs> like the 1987. Even in the fucking games, all the books are like. Like, you know, the same three Listen, books in the whole the, the, the game. The beast of Gotham is bigger than them, dog. Yeah. It's yeah. capitalism. But, You're right. I feel, I feel like got Gotham. got to the heart of this conversation. Even it's religious. I Even it's religious. Metropolis is this beautiful, wonderful, yes. gorgeous place, but Gotham's the shit. Because yes. Gotham is Norphilianics. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> in the shadow of the moon. Watch it right now. Watch well, it right now. So, all right, so my understanding. Gotham is basically basically replaced Camden in fucking. Wow, that's fucking great. <laughs> no, that's fucking. Gotham, great. If, Gotham, Gotham, if, if Gotham, Camden had, it's like yeah, you got an aquarium. No, you got an Gotham aquarium, but you know, it replaced Camden. Gotham, Gotham Wait. is in Jersey, and Metropolis is supposed to be somewhere around Delaware. Let me swear that, yeah. that Wait. Gotham was whoa. Chicago. Whoa. whoa, whoa! Wait, what? Yeah, in, the fuck in, you talking about? Yeah, in the comic books. The thing that separates Whoa. in the new comic books, I don't know how how, how far oh, back this ex- goes, but Metropolis that. is Delaware, is somewhere in De- around Delaware, and uh, Gotham is Jersey. Yeah. I always knew Metropolis was north of Gotham no, 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 forever, no, no. or I'm, I might have that backwards. Right? Yeah. I'm but gonna say I always thought Metropolis was in New York. Yeah, but the, it is. The, new, new York is Metropolis, and you got your Jersey City, Newark, Bayonne is fucking uh, whatever. You, even in the fucking recent films, you could see Metropolis from fucking so Gotham. Right. It's always, the city separated by a bay. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it has to be New York then. So it, I was always a little confused it would geographically because we know we're not gonna get into that because we talked about how Gotham is really an amount of Chicago Thank you. and Philly and New York together. I thought yeah, but that... But all the Gotham, thugs talk I, with a New York accent. I I Gotham is New York. It's New York Philly annex. Okay, because let's this, just... This, 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 yeah, let's just make it say, like, Jersey City and Newark always like, yeah, New York. I mean, yeah, like, you're like, fucking Jersey, bro. You're I mean, fucking Jersey. In real life, like, Jersey is basically split between Philly and New York. Yeah. To be honest, and this might be because I drank a lot, like, before I was 21... I always thought that <laughs> Gotham was Chicago and that Metropolis was like San Francisco on some weird shit. Wow, that's Because that's, it was that's mad eccentric. clean. Yeah. But it was mad clean. 
It well, was mad in the new happy. DC, the not clean, bro. In the I new felt DC. like it was clean, though. Are we going to talk about Smug from South Park right now? It was a bunch of people just happy, drinking kombucha. Oh, my God. There's Gotham, Superman. Gotham is That's just, cool. Gotham was just a poor version You're trying to of tell Metropolis. me they don't drink kombucha in, in Metropolis? Is that what you're trying to tell don't. me? This is fucking, right. yo. So, back to Joker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, are we talking about Joker? Are we they talking about Batman? We're talking about all types of shit. In Metropolis. It's hard. It's hard. You can't. You end up talking about Joker. Okay. You gotta end up talking about Batman. Alright, let's, we'll refocus. Refocus. Let, refocus. refocus. Alright. The genius of making the laughter. Ooh. I love that a, it's an affliction. An affliction. I, I love wait, wait, it. Wait, 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 I think wait, it's wait, brilliant. Just before we get into that, can any, can we appreciate the fact that Joaquin Phoenix lost like what? 42 56 pounds 56 pounds for a fucking roll yeah. And oh, that shit that actors yeah. that shit all he the time. hated I know, doing it. He hated it. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, but like, he, he took Christian Bale and was like, big deal. I fucking Like, I don't know. It. Like, for some reason, with when it comes down to the Joker, I feel as though it fits a lot more. Because, because Joaquin Phoenix's performance as Joker was more physical than it was verbal. Yeah. It really was. That it really scene was. when he's tightening the fucking laces on those clown shoes and he looks like he's strangling a man to death and you see his spinal cord or he's sitting on the couch with his mom and he's stressed and his rib cage comes yeah. out and he's shaking his legs. Let's talk about the fact that it almost looks like he has an eating disorder. It does. Yeah. Well, here's the thing I will tell you because my research. Here we go. Perfect. Go. I knew this was kitchen. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix researched the medications that would be have been pre- Prescribed to right. uh, Arthur, and one of the number one side effects was extreme weight, weight loss, loss and lack of appetite. Also, he's a chronic smoker, which which would contribute to him eating less and eating less yeah. because he's just. And smoking. I also think that was also the opening scene. He was smoking it past the fucking filter. Yeah, anybody notice that? I, I think shit? that was also a nod to the fact that he's poor. Yes. And he's got to feed Emaciated. his mom. And he would always be like, mom, eat, mom, eat, yeah, exactly. mom, eat. Yeah. And While she's like, wait, why don't you eat? She's like, I'm not hungry. And so, she's like, you look like you're starving to death, yeah. you know? So I was r- watching a video that... Are you are you mimicking me no, rubbing no. my beard? <laughs> I do that shit right, right. Why do I do my that solid snake shit? And I ain't got no fucking. So beard. there's a uh, video on YouTube. Can't remember what the fuck the name of it is. Of course, because I've been drinking too much whiskey. Um, but it talks about the Ow. ways that you psychologically relate to a character, yeah. and one of them is by seeing them eat. Yeah. So when you see someone eat, you automatically go, oh, they're a human like me. It's an so autonomic automatic- function that connects you right. at the basis level of connecting Which is interesting so- because one of the... I challenge everyone to rewatch Joker and count the amount of times that you see him with food. I'm pretty sure it's less than two. It's never. No, he doesn't. I don't think he eats at all. And I think that's because you're not supposed to relate to him for the reasons why you're supposed to relate to him. Until mom reminds him, like, oh, hey, you are skinny. You're not eating. You're supposed to relate to him for the reasons that you don't want to relate to another person. Yeah, he researched. Hand it over. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's really dope because that's kind of uh, mirrored by how often you see superheroes eat, like Goku or uh, superheroes. Goku's not a Spider-Man. Like it's all the Flash. Much Do you want to hear something that's constantly. super, super sexy, brilliant? I'm drunk. Listen, <laughs> it's that every time Alfred offers Bruce Wayne a meal, he denies it. Yep. Mm. The same spectrum, opposite end of the spectrum, but the same fucking thing. I got you one better. 
Do go, it. Go watch Joker and count how many times he stops breathing. Oh, I love Ooh. it. Oh, I there, love there it. Are mom- th- like, there's a moment. He doesn't even look like he breathes in the dance. No, the he stops. Yeah, he, he stops. stops. Like, he literally, it's one of the things that he they were talking to Joaquin Phoenix. Is, like, he would hold his breath while he was shooting certain scenes because he. It's a thing. With, right, because it's the most human thing possible is breathing. Yeah. You, need air, you need air. You need oxygen. And even at moments where most people would be completely out of breath and just gasping for air. The Joker stops breathing. Yeah. Like, you don't see him inhaling. You and that's what him. I feel is special about that scene when Thomas Wayne is on the news and he's sitting in his living room with his mom and he leans back on the couch and his knees are bouncing and his rib cage is hanging out and he's like, he's agitated, but he doesn't look like he's breathing. The only time he looks like he's breathing is when he's puffing on those cigarettes. Yes. Yes. That's it. Which I appreciate it because it shows his, uh, his compulsion, his need to like rely on something to pacify him. Well, and then which goes to mental illness. Back which to the is... the laughter thing, right? The fact that he makes it hysterical la- laughter. Like th- there was this thing with him. It's like, uh, did you were you researching like people who were insane? Like what? He you know, did, like, yeah. No. Well, no, not in the way the that video, everybody there was expected like him. One to. guy that he was really drawn to, and it was this guy that he said that would when he would burst into uncontrolled laughter, it looked painful and it felt like he was almost choking. Mm-hmm. And that's what he based his laugh off. And, you, of. you, um, and I think you said we it, well, it, this ended up off mic, but <coughs> the Joker handing that card. Oh, that let me f- fucking tell you. About how fucking brilliant that is. Love because how Joker, goes. Joker always hands that Joker card or he leaves it in place. But in this story, he hands you a card to explain his affliction. How fucking awesome is that shit? And that's, that's his calling card now. Like, how awesome it, is that? The, the I don't even know if they did it on purpose. No, yeah, I don't even know if it's no on purpose. There was no in this movie. There's, let, let's, let, <laughs> let's agree. No, there's the definitely no accidents. Everything is here he, for a purpose. When he hands that card, the first thought that came to my mind was, my God, that's his Joker card. That's it right there. It's right there. It's just in a reality form. <laughs> the subtleties laugh. of him laughing but sounding like he might also be crying at the same time. That's important. I was like, this is fucking beautiful. And then at the end, where there are no tears, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Because there's this three. Just it's important because now real. that makes Joker in his full form, he is unreadable. He's un... You, and, can't, and, you and, don't and, know and you what know he's experiencing. You that's the thing that makes clowns unsettling to people. Yes. Is it's, that... It's, you can't read their emotions. Their facial them. expressions don't matter. And that's what was really special about that is that you don't know what he's – he responds to almost every human emotion with laughter. So you can't read him. That makes him inhuman. That elevates him above like, and puts him on this whole level where, like, how do you defeat someone you don't even fucking know, like, where they're stemming from? You don't even know what they're actually feeling or are they feeling at all? Because laughter – in the face of sadness or sorrow is deemed insensitive or you're just fucking insane. So the fact that Joker just laughs at everything, now we don't know what he's experiencing. So if we're going to discuss the subtleties in this movie, I feel like we have to discuss the homages that he played to other Jokers. He insists that he didn't. I don't know if he did it intentionally, but he definitely did. The head out of the window while he's in the car definitely was an homage to Heath Ledger. And then 
the yes, the moment where he's uh, making himself smile was an homage to any classic Joker. Of course. The moment where he's dancing with his mother after his supposed date, date. you can't tell me that isn't a precursor to him dancing with Harley Quinn mm-hmm. in the suit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, well, even if sense. it was accidental, that just shows you how much of the character he became. Certain things just fell into place for that film, too. Like, the bathroom scene was not orchestrated. The bathroom scene in the original screenplay, because I fucking, I'm ridiculous, and I find these things. In the original scene, he's supposed to go into the bathroom, public bathroom, he's supposed to slam the door, he's supposed to throw the gun in the garbage, wipe his makeup off, and hide. But he didn't feel that that was the correct way. Joaquin was like, I just don't feel like this is Arthur. I feel like this is a cataclysmic moment where, like, he's had his first killing. And this should be a euphoric sexual experience for him. And he was like, how about this? So Todd was like, how about this? We'll call up the composer, which is very unorthodox to have it being composed before the film is finished. Mm -hmm. He said, let's get a piece of music from the composer. They cleared 250 people off the set, and it was just him with the camera and Joaquin Mm. Phoenix, and they did a dance in that bathroom, and they eliminated it. That was the only one main scene that they changed the entire film, and it's probably the one that, if it will, win him an Oscar. That's the one. That's history uh, right yeah, there. Well, history should, should, right there. Should, should he get an Oscar for this? Because absolutely. Is absolutely worthy of it. If, if, if Heath Ledger can win for 13 minutes on screen post-death a fucking award for a superhero movie, there is no this excuse. This will be the second time that an actor will win an award for playing the Joker. And I think that's phenomenal. And I don't, and I think if you took Joker off of the bottom of the title, it wouldn't matter. Joaquin is still up for grabs for that award because of his fucking performance. He carried the whole film. Oh, 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 period. Oh, yeah. He 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 didn't even have to talk. I don't think there's an entire moment in that movie where he's not in it. He commands every scene. And you want to talk about uh, to, to comment on what you just said, even scenes where you think he shouldn't belong or he shouldn't even be in there, yet he's still there. He commands it. But he you, dominates it. You want to talk about range? He gave you rom-com. He gave you straight comedy. He gave you Americana horror. He gave you Parisian art. Yeah. Like, what What did That's he give us except for a fucking musical? Yeah. If he had sang in this shit, it but would have been a Disney movie they, too. Todd even <laughs> said it that Joaquin and Todd had decided from the beginning that there's music in Joker, in Arthur. Arthur has music. Oh, the, the music was... Uh, the, the score the, was the haunting. ends with uh, sending the clown. And I really love... <laughs> and I love that they focused Fine. on a very string-based um, composition for most of the music, which is like... Way back to the Alfred Hitchcock era and, and this, but then they merged it with the new fun stuff. They sliced in some pop, some pop cultural references like him dancing on the steps, but they still turned it into a score. They still turned it into a composition. So I'm going to go a little music nerd because my mm-hmm. uncle is a classically trained violinist. Flat. So I've been a little bit exposed <laughs> to culture. Here but one of the reasons why so people you put, find... You put sugar in your spaghetti. I, I do. I, I put <laughs> sugar in Let me my tell spaghetti you I and agave in, in my tea. Thank this you very much. This is true. This is true. So one of the reasons why people find violin and guitar so haunting is because it they are the closest instruments to the human voice. Yeah. Yes. Like, as far as our range is concerned. Yeah, that's why when you would hear Hendrix, he was singing through the guitar. Exactly. Okay. Which is why I find it so funny that every conversation about Joker comes back to him being almost human-like, yeah. but not completely human. I think that's one of the most brilliant 
observations I've heard about the score for the Stop film yet. It. No, it is because you're right. Strings. That's why Hitchcock always used strings versus everything because it was like the soul screaming from the inside. Exactly. Like, so you take a score where which is the soul screaming from the inside, and then you take a man who's literally screaming from his is, soul. Yeah. And what else are you going to get? Than a masterpiece. Was, it was exactly. beautiful. The comp. The the music is really what aided in like feeling what. That sorrow. It was just sad. Everything you heard was sad but beautiful. But, like, that's... It was the pinnacle be of being way. a sad clown. It's supposed to be that way. Like, yeah. Anybody notice the name of po- the name of the comedy club he performed in? Did anybody catch on oh, that Oh, yes. Reference? It was the name Pogos. of the clown. Pogos. Which Gacy. was the name of Gacy's, Gacy's clown. clown. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. I would cool. love to see, like, a review of this from some of the hottest comedians doing their thing right now. Because I would love here's that. the thing about comedians people don't realize. They're the saddest fucking people on the planet. Bruh. Absolutely. Period. Because they can only... They, they have can, to be. They have to be because they can well, only be To be, be that be cynical, funny. yeah. They can only be that funny because they've been that sad spectrally, which is the whole theme behind Joker. Which is... Which is, is spectrum, yeah. Uh, yeah, look at Robin Williams. Look Poor at the death Rob, of Robin Williams. Rest in peace to a brilliant human being. My God. Don't make me cry. I'm waiting for Jim Carrey to follow suit. I'm oh, worried about not? the man. Oh, I know. God. I'm worried about the man. Hey, listen, Yo, I'm worried about you, him. I love him to death. At least we all know that Kevin Hart is is safe. <laughs> <laughs> is he, you gotta be. You gotta be this. You gotta be this tall to fucking ride the ride. Listen, this, to this day. To this day. I owe you a I, bottle of liquor. No, you're fine. Okay. Uh, to this day, <laughs> I still remember when George Carlin passed. I do. I and, do. And. I was depressed for a week straight. Yeah, because it's really fucking sad when a clown dies. It is because you realize, like you've you've they've given all of their happy energy to you, and that's like exactly you know, like and then you think about like Robin Williams, like oh my god, like all the joy and laughter and wonderful things you've given to people, but that's the thing you give you. And how how beautiful does that work with Joker? Even when he's on the phone with his boss in that scene, he's like, please don't take this job from me. This is everything. And he fucking meant it. The second that he couldn't at least make one kid laugh or someone else laugh, that's it, boom. Everything fucking fell apart for him because he had no purpose And that's going that back point. to the killing joke where it's right. like um, all it takes is one bad day. To, to and I feel day. bad. Like I felt bad for him up on that stage when he was trying to like follow his dream and he was trying to pursue comedy and even his mom let him down when she was like well don't you have to be funny to right. do that that was the last fucking straw for him dude he was like fuck well, this so there's this thing so uh, one of the things I noted was that there was like at least three different laughs that he has in the entire movie mm-hmm. there's that very painful almost like he's having an asthma attack laugh that he would do and that was the hysterical laughter there was that laugh that he did when things are supposed to be funny. Like, so Joker spent a lot But the timing of, was off. Well, the timing because, would be off because I don't think he understood what, what he made something funny. funny. Yeah. So he spends a lot of time in the movie mimicking other people. Like if you know, if you peep the fact that he's he's really mimicking everybody else's reaction, like that when, that Stone Cold. <laughs> It, and well, then it, it cuts it, off right around the corner. Right, because he's everybody's not. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's so I laughing, so laugh. I should be laughing right. too. And how brilliant! Yeah, oh and then there was so fucking good. His real laugh, which was the laugh that we got towards the end of the mm-hmm. movie, where he's it, chuckling and he's just he's all fucking full of because chuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was like it was it was almost like 
I realize it, the, the, and that's where that line in the movie is like, I used to think I was in a tragedy, but yeah, now I know comedy. that I'm in a. He comedy. just embraced his. He embraced whatever he was put on this planet, which was a defective human being. He was put on this planet defectively, and instead of trying to fight against that, he went with the wind. He went with the tides. And he I think a said, lot of Fuck people. It. Why am I fighting? What the fuck I am. I'm meant to laugh at shit you ain't supposed to laugh at. So you know what? Instead of fighting it and pumping myself full of medication and being fucking miserable, I'm going to just fucking laugh because fuck it. Nobody cares anyway. Well, What's the difference? One of the things that kind of bothered me but in a good way was mm-hmm. the amount of times that I laughed just because he was laughing. Mm-hmm. But then that just reminded Which me. Which proves the point that yes. like, he's laughing because we're supposed to. But what... What that just brings me back to is shows that aren't funny, like Friends. Or <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just have that no, kid laughter. Right. But wait a minute, you have you're right. <laughs> because here's the thing. Here's the thing. To when Seinfeld, queen. when Seinfeld was written, it was a show about fucking nothing. It still is exactly. about nothing. Still, yeah. Even Curb Your Enthusiasm is a great. But if you were to remove the laugh Man, track, so how many times friends, would you actually Man, laugh? Man, I hate Friends. Every time Tanner opens. His goddamn no, no, no. fucking honest, friends. Honest. No. And I'm going to tell you why I hate said, friends. I would, no. I would love to see someone take the laugh track out of Friends, out of Seinfeld, uh, out, out of any House. Out of Full House. That was my okay, next point. How house, many times you actually You fucking laugh. don't. And that okay. just proves that laughter is an autonomic function, just like breathing, just like shitting, just like fucking doing anything. Okay, hold on, that's, wait. Why I that's the mob mentality. That that's the mob mentality. Joker's right-hand girl, Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. always keeps a pack of you know hyenas around her because they're always... Always just laughing. laughing. She never has to worry if she's going to actually laugh at Joker's jokes because someone is laughing. Man, I'd her. love to see them explore a genuine Harley if to compliment the Brittany Phoenix. If it's not Murphy, it doesn't exist. I agree no, with you. No, if That's it's not Tara Strong, it doesn't exist. I love Tara Strong so are we all in No, no, I agree with you. I love her. I love I'm going to take a moment to just point out that uh, oh, the Birds of Prey that looks like shit. came Sorry. out and that it looks, looks like garbage. It looks like hot garbage. It's molten. I am not against Margot Robbie. I am not as against portraying it. Harley Quinn. But I'm they need a fucking shit. better storyline. They really fucking Suicide Squad they do. Trash. trash. Birds of a Prey looks trash. like hot fucking garbage. No, I got you. If you take scat and you warm it up to molten lava temperatures and then you pour it into somebody's fucking eyes, that is what that Birds of Prey yeah, I feel trailer like, looks first like. First of all, let me tell you why that was fucking hot, wet shit. And it's the scene, the <laughs> intro of the fucking trailer starts, and it's Harley Quinn, and she's like, me and the Joker broke up. Fuck you, bitch. Shit is mad more fucking serious than that. And what, you broke up? What do you mean you broke up? You mean he fucking dropped your ass off a fucking cliff and left you to die? First of all, let's, let's first get of all, real with let's that. Let's get real into the story of how this was all supposed to be set up. And then, Huntress, you're going to introduce fucking these characters? Do you know how long it took to build those characters Look. to fuck with Harley Quinn? That didn't just happen because she fucking, I don't know, Please she didn't run. suck his dick right? That's if, not how we got into fucking If you put it in the correct parameters... Line. The only reason why Harley Quinn even starts talking to Poison Ivy is because Joker sets her off into a fucking rocket ship. But not only that, but they always jived. They always jived. 
Quinn and, and from Ivy. the Eagles. You know they're lovers, right? Yeah. They've now. always been around. Now they're Well, they, they wrecked no, 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 no. No, there was Ivy literally had to give her the gift of life mm-hmm. to save her dumbass. Hey. And go, hey, no, it's real. Why had to give so, her the gift of life and bring her back from shit. You don't gotta be dumb. Charlie got a fucking PhD, my nigga. That's yeah, nice. but like, <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump graduated from an Ivy League school and yeah, Donald I don't fucking buy it. Trump. I don't buy it because, because Harley Quinn, what? She's got a PhD. She's still dumber than a fucking sack of bricks. You put, what? She didn't realize Joker was manipulating her with a PhD in fucking psychology. She Women did. know she really when niggas ain't just fell in love with the guy. No. We know. We just dumb enough to keep falling for it. That's the typical woman thing. Man, that man, that man. I think there's a uh, another layer of that with like Birds of Prey being compared to Joker. Garbage. Garbage. It is. But he is just like, do you see how easy this shit is? Yeah. Like, you guys exist, are getting this wrong, and they don't even—they don't even exist. <laughs> they don't even exist in the same fucking world. You cannot put Joaquin no. Phoenix's Joker what? with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I'm glad you said that. But world. if it was Hold Peter on, Murphy, I put it's them not even about that. It's about story. I'm it's glad. about context. It's about context. The first movie was me and the Joker fell in love. Hey, bitch, we don't fucking care. I don't care that you fell in love with Joker, and I don't care that you broke up with him. What the fuck is this? Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I'm an adult. No, no, you no, mean no. adult Harley Quinn Sabrina fucking Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix is actually quite fire. I did We're hear not going to get into that conversation. I did hear it was fire. I'm but just all saying. hail Satan. <laughs> hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Hail, listen, I have a tattoo that says, I have a logo tattoo behind my ears. So. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh Margaret Roberts. They're not bucket. even in the same not element. Even. But yet those two will be in the same movie come next year. I don't I disagree, sir. Suicide Squad too. No, yeah. and let me tell you why Joaquin I Phoenix disagree. Because Jared Leto's out and they snuck in Joaquin Phoenix because they were trying to erase that fucking mistake. They well, made that's the thing. Leto. James Gunn said he wants to make it seem like uh, Suicide Squad one never fucking happened. It did, yeah. I don't I it's think a it's a soft reboot. They made the right? yeah, they already it's, it's officially a sequel, announced, but it's a soft reboot. They officially announced that the, the, the Margot Robbie Harley Quinn thing does not and even in the fucking comics they don't connect. Suicide Squad was an experimental garbage. thing on its own. It's got nothing to fucking garbage. do with the main How much Hot garbage. would y'all lose your shit if Jared Leto is in Suicide Squad 2 mm-hmm. is the Joker goes back home after some bullshit pops off mm-hmm. knocks on the door comes back. and he's his fucking granddad. I don't fucking know. Nope. That seems nope. cliche. Wait, 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 no, wait. That's on, cliche. Wait. I would be like, are you that's like no. some generic. But that's some shit DC would pull. No, nah. here's the thing. Nah. Some shit that DC okay, would pull. No, no. I, ain't I, that. I agreed with everything you said until the last fucking word. But because oh, no, it. listen, listen. Nah. Listen, take everything you said, but instead of he being um, instead of Joaquin Phoenix being fucking Jerry Leto's grandfather, he'd be the other Joker. Cause it is canon that there's three fucking Jokers. This is fucking whack. No. <laughs> How about I fucking no? But he'd be old as shit. We and have a thing, million he'd stories. He'd be old as shit. He'd be like we 80. Have, we have a million we stories. Don't the, we don't know the ages of the fucking three jokes. We got actually, a million actually, stories about all these canons and like what we they We know this movie takes to. place in 81. 81, and then Pattinson's Batman is set in the, in the 90s. 90s. Hey. So it, don't fucking tell me that this shit don't link up the fucking the new Batman, because well, no. it definitely I, do. I definitely DC, do agree that it does connect, but DC I still don't want Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. 
they are correcting the Jarrett Leto injustice. And they're letting Harley Quinn have a 50% gateway to maybe sneak their way. They're going to test the waters with birds of prey. Not with that hot garbage trailer. I will, if they combine them two, I will blow my own brains out. Yeah. You I know what I would like? If we're getting all these trash movies. Give I me Clayface. Like I want they're Clayface. They're going to clean this Ooh, up. Clayface. By being like, oh yeah, that's the bad universe. What we're going to do now is show you the good version of this mm-hmm. universe. I can you see can't okay. put them together because the, the, the whole Birds of Prey and the whole Suicide Squad thing is an experimental DC comic thing that was for fun. Let me it was meant to be for fun. This Joker thing, this is fucking serious. They're not fucking around with explosions and CGI and cute little fucking How about jobs that? This movie was filmed for what, $56 million or something like $55 that? $55 million, which is a fucking turn in a bucket in Hollywood. They shot it the way it should have been done, focusing on character development, no CGI, no big explosions, Five no deaths. fancy things. Five deaths in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it's this all is a I Joker needed. movie. It's quality versus quantity. It's three. Baby. It's three deaths of the uh, the the three pieces of shit from Wayne Enterprise. Mm-hmm. It's the guy that he worked shot with. His, uh, in, no, it's the rever- I call this the reverse Bud Dwyer. Really quick, thirty seconds. Anybody know about Bud Dwyer? No. As a Pennsylvania person, he, Bud Bud Dwyer was a Pennsylvania state representative, and uh, he was um. Accused of laundering money, which later they found out he was innocent of, in order to protect his family so that they would receive pension and life insurance policy, he went on TV to resign from his station as a as a politician. But after he did it, he pulled out a fucking revolver and he blew his head off on live TV in Philadelphia. That's a real story. So when I make the joke, Joker reverse Bud Dwyer Murray, that's the joke because the whole movie we're like, oh, he's gonna blow his brains out on yeah. TV. Oh, I knew he was gonna do that. Yeah, of course not. That sounds like an infinitely more engulfing story of Thomas Wayne than anything that we've ever gotten before this movie. If Thomas Wayne did that on national television, they just cleaned it up so that way Bruce thought that his parents died in some sort of horrific murder. Mm -hmm. I would be so much more invested. Trauma, trauma masks a lot of truth. And that would be fucking beautiful. So that that scene, that that ending where he goes on the TV show. Classic Joker. Classic Joker. And and he's telling the really bad puns. And he basically puts Murray in his place. Mm -hmm. And then he executes him. Oh, yeah, he put him in his place. Oh, he makes him a fucking punchline? Yeah, he makes him a punchline. I'll tell you why that's not real right now. Okay. It's not real because we know who the Joker is, and nobody knows who the Joker well, is. Well, okay. He goes on that TV so show that as Arthur me... Fleck. Everybody knows who Joker is, including Bruce Wayne in the future, which wouldn't work. Exactly. So okay. that, that only contributes to the whole this is bullshit. Which brings me to my theory, and my theory is... okay. Mm. So for um, Spill it. So the movie ends with the Joker being arrested after shooting the TV host. Right. He gets uh, put in a cop car. A, mm-hmm. a, a major riot breaks out in in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, the car that the the police car that he's in gets hit by another car. It does. They the 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 rioters pull him out. We believe like Joe Chill runs that too because he can. You get what I'm okay. saying. Okay. He gets dragged out of the car. He takes the blood that's on his face and turns it uh, into a bigger smile on mm-hmm. his face, part of his makeup. And then um, we watch the fucking Waynes die for the 75th time on, on television. Life. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to an insane asylum where the Joker or Arthur Fleck is being interviewed. And he's just laughing. 
And his therapist says, "What's funny? What's funny?" He's like, "Oh, you wouldn't. You get wouldn't it. get it." I don't think that anything in this fucking movie was real. It was probably was not, and that's because, like I said, remember when we did this fuck bitch? Remember when we fucking did this podcast <laughs> four months ago, and I said it doesn't matter what they make this story when they make the Joker because Joker lies about his history. Repeatedly over and over again. Even Heath Ledger did. You know, I got these scars. Every story was different. Loved it. That is literally the whole point. The, the, they could have made this Moore, story about anything. The Killing and it Joke, mattered. which is probably considered to be the best the Joker most origin, canon origin we accept, isn't even an origin because he's the Joker himself in that book says, "If I had to choose an origin, I would choose multiple choice. multiple choice." I kind of. I don't think he fucking knows anymore. I kind of like the whole. It being a story and that thing, like the Wayne's dying here, I'm kind of okay in it in that ass. Well, yeah, there's I'm a couple of things, especially I'm like I'm if right. they do it with every uh, bad guy gets the movie, yeah. and, and every movie the Wayne's like it's, they die. Uh, if but I have to watch the Wayne's die, no, no. If I have to watch the Wayne's die one more fucking time, I want to no. watch the bullet go another direction, maybe a little <laughs> south. <laughs> Let me get one hand bullet hand going hand south. Hand that man the mic. Hand that man the mic. Until we eventually get the Joe Chill story movie. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like, I can't fucking take this because I got too much to say. And it's like, I can't get it the fuck I low-key would love to watch a multiple series Joker where it's just different joker fanatic every time and yeah. their day through living the death of so Martha. 24 but joker yeah, but like if if the random guy that was on the sub if you followed his whole backstory and the joker made it seem like that was his backstory like yeah, yeah i was a pizzeria chef and a, a clown came in and ate my pie so then i <laughs> shot him and i thought it was funny so then i killed my boss i'd be like i'm cool with it i'm I cool stand, all right so i, I want to piggyback queen. off what he just said fuck you know uh a Batman, a, a movie about you know all of Batman's villains, and you know we see Martha Wayne, blah blah blah. Right now, I get that. Yeah, but like the movie starts off with where they were when the Waynes died. Mm-hmm. Every, oh. Everyone's watching the fucking riot that's going on from the Joker movie. You know, you just they're sitting on their couch or whatever the fuck they're at. You know, right. they're all somewhere. So I did like every- that this film focused a lot on Gotham's media, which we haven't been really introduced to other than the whole, it's not me, but the mess that defines me, yeah. and I'm Batman, and who am I? Who gives a shit? No, a I'm talking about like the real Gotham. And the, how, how characteristic was it when, the, and they only show you a little bit. See, they like, they give, they're dictees. They give you a little bit when he comes up to the camera and he's like, oh, bah, 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 bah. And then they tackle him out of the screen and they yeah. zoom out and it's all the screens on, on Gotham's news stuff. And like, that's what I felt like was like, oh man, that's the Joker we know is like this. He's not afraid to do shit on TV and cause a fucking scene. We got that in Cinema Universe, which I thought was like a lot of fun. Like we didn't really get that. in the comics. That was always his thing. He would make a big thing on TV and then we'd have Vicky Vale or Oops. we'd have someone. But so many homages like you you mentioned the matrix mm-hmm. and then that scene, that scene where it's where just pulls a bu- out like what the fuck were y'all trying to to replicate the matrix or were I think you there's just a big difference between i think in filmmaking like the big thing that like the common like viewer of films don't realize is that there's a difference between stealing and making an homage okay uh pooch because i know you gotta go yeah i gotta bounce real quick but, that's uh, whack 
It, it really is, but uh, wife needs me at home. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm leaving out this podcast at the moment, but feel free to follow me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at Puchisaru. Uh, also, spell that out. Spell, spell it. P U C H I, you know, press the space bar, S A R U. Um, you can find it on any any type of social media. Uh, also, if you want to watch the first 10 minutes of this podcast on my channel, it will be up whenever. I don't yeah, know. and then five minutes of it was missing, but is it multiple choice? <laughs> 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 All right, Pooch. Thanks for joining us. All right, us, no man. problem, man. You, you guys have a good night. Woo! Ow! All right, so back to this, this, this whole thing with. Um, it being multiple choice. Oh, I, I think this, God, I love it so fucking I think, much. I think this is the story that – because one of the things that I think a lot of the fans uh, or some of the fans that have a problem with this movie is because they're like, oh, I'm not supposed to sympathize for the Joker. Except that the Joker – Why do they keep confusing sympathize with empathize? Okay. I don't understand. And it's fine. They want to think they're the bad guy. They don't get it. Like, well, it's because nobody wants that. to sympathize – well, because the first time Nobody in the world we got to see him killer. as a human turn into the Joker, of course, there's new feelings you're going to have to address with that. Like we've nah. never, we've never seen him become Joker except in the Killing Joke. So this is like really special. I'm sorry, but if you've never fantasized about just mecha- uh, mechani- uh, I can't even say words. Mechanically? No, it's when you're a maniac. It's not maniacally. Megalomania? Sure, one of those. But when you're laughing, there we go, maniacally. If you've never fantasized about maniacally laughing and then just offing your boss, you've never worked in customer service. (laughs) You've never worked in food service. Go ahead and order a fish and chips in my job. I I pictured it. Exactly. Just come in at 10.05 when we close at 9 o'clock. Yep, that's right. Like, yes, I thought about throwing you in the cold fridge. It's fine. I talked to some – you know, it's funny because earlier this year I had a conversation with somebody and we were talking about um, a dark topic. We were talking about suicide. And <laughs> that's fucking great. And 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 um, I said, you know, realistically, I think everybody has fantasized about suicide. He's like, oh, I've, I've never, I've, I've never, I've never had that. I was no, like, yeah. that's oh, not well, fair then, because the brain is a renegade, and it, and it pictures. Like, you ever think about and something, I'm not and then you have to of stop that, yourself, and mm-hmm. you have to say, oh, but don't that's think like about peeing that. that's in a bush. If you've never peed in a bush, have you ever really drank? This is true. No, you I haven't. peed behind a fucking stables once. I yep. peed outside on those steps, right <laughs> there. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Oh. No, 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 no. But uh, like, I, 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 I think you're right. There, there's this. Pooch. Hey. Take it easy, man. Um, I think there. People have that reaction because they don't want to have that conversation. Nobody wants to admit that they've had suicidal thoughts. Because wants even to when admit, you think about them, you stop yourself. Right. And and your listen, brain just. I'm not saying thing. that to make light in any way, shape, or form. Right. No. I think, absolutely. You know, like it's a taught taboo. And exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's taboo, and nobody wants to admit that they have, and nobody wants to admit that they sympathize with villains. And but I he's not a fucking villain yet. He's a victim in this movie. He really well, is. Well, and that's he, why the system failed him. The government failed him. Society failed him. His mother failed him. Everybody failed this person. And that's the difference. Like he's not a fucking villain yet. 
He's a fucking victim in this movie. And of course you're going to sympathize or empathize with the victim right. because he ain't there yet. That subway, he killed him because he had had enough. He was defending his own life, right? But then after that, oh, my God, now we start to see this pattern where he's getting accustomed to taking things into his own hands. And like That's the difference. But, like, we're not sympathizing with a villain yet because he's not one yet. He's a mentally perturbed man where the system failed him. Period. But I'm not giving him straight victim because there were plenty of times in the movie where people, and I'm not even going to get into this, but people specifically of color Mm -hmm. went, hey, guy, I see you're having a real bad day. You need to talk to somebody about that. I'm not that person. But here's the time. But you need to talk to someone. But see, but that's just as whack because it's like when he was like, well, who do I have to talk to to get my medication? She looked right at him and said, nobody gives a fuck about you. Nobody gives a fuck about me. Good luck. Well, and I but she that was being real. She well, was what being do you real, do but that? I also that think she was being vi- But that makes selfish. him a victim. Because yeah. the first focus as her th- as his therapist should have been, nobody gives a fuck about you. But then she turned around and made it about, about her. her. That's the fucking well. whole But deal. she was no longer his therapist at that moment. Like, she yeah. was, like okay. Gotham is run by money. Yeah. That's the overlining subject of Gotham is its own entity. Oh, eat that mic, eat that mic. Uh, Gotham is his own entity, and money makes the rules. Yeah. The moment she was no longer being paid, she was like, dog, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't give a fuck. And it's the same thing when, when he went to, the, to go get the files out of Arkham. He even told him the same thing. He was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I can't, like, technically help you. You know, there's programs that can help you. He recommended him to a program that didn't even fucking exist anymore, which he had just come from. So it's like, oh, yeah, he was a victim. He was mentally ill. Half the shit that happened to him, he didn't even know if it was fucking real or not. I think that's His girlfriend also... was fake. His fucking life was fake. But he wasn't that on medicine. wasn't anyone's fault but his mom's. And that might have been Thomas Wayne's. But it wasn't even her fault because she was just as mentally that's ill what I, as he that's was. That's what I mean. It could have been Thomas Wayne's fault. That's what's beautiful about it. It could have been anyone's it, fault it, but the people that were there at the time. That is the beauty it's of it. The, I'm sorry. I don't mean no, to, I'm not cutting No, but that's the beauty off. of it's it. All, it's, it, it. So there's this idea. Whenever there's a fucking tragedy, there's this idea of like, oh, my God, who didn't catch this, right? Like, who was the fuck up that didn't right. pick up on this? And And I think – a lot of times what people forget is it, it takes a hundred fucking people to fuck up for that to slip through the cracks. He it's was not failed. One Everything person failed specifically. him. The it government is failed a him. Series of events that go down. What the last straw was for him was first it was his medication. Then it was his fucking employment. Then it was his health benefits. Then it was his own mother. His therapist him down. never li- you know, like he's like, You never listen. Yeah, that he line. was saying, he was like, you never, you hear me, but you don't fucking listen to what I'm saying. You ask me, like, how's my job? How's my day going? Because it's all part of the motions. It's all part of the formula. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that bitch goes home and she don't think about him. Yeah. And he knows that. He recognized that at the end of the day. So he's like, society doesn't think about me. So why the fuck should I consider society? Period. But the reason why she's asking those questions, this is someone, and this is as someone who has had dissociation and who has gone like has gotten medically treated for mental issues one of the reasons why she asked those very grounded questions is to ground him in reality Mm -hmm. so yes you're right you're having delusions you believe that this girl is your girlfriend you believe that the sky is actually green you believe that there's a dragon really jumping out of your penis i'm gonna like but how is your job 
How is your mother? How are these things that I know actually tangibly exist for you? I disagree. I feel like that is the most generic, base, bare minimum way to do your job. Your job is to care about people and you're asking the same bullshit. He said it straight up. He's like, you asked me if I have negative thoughts. All I have are negative fucking thoughts. That's why I'm fucking here. But as, so why are we not tackling that? And why are we doing the same generic treatment for an hour every week, every day, when you know I'm fucking collapsing on the inside? But like, I've what? literally run into an emergency room and told the doctors, hey, I need the voices to stop. I need my brain to slow down, and you're not fucking helping me. Because they can't. They can't go, hey, turn off this little brain switch that you have in there it takes you realizing hey this is an issue and i need to fix it and i don't think that the joker ever actually wanted to fix it i think think that the entire time he he was okay with it i think that honestly he wanted it to go away because he felt like that was what he was supposed to do well again that, that throwaway line of i didn't even know if i was real yeah that sets up the that, whole premise for his entire life. And, and I think that life, sets up the whole, whole story. movie. The whole mm-hmm. movie is set up that way, which we should get – I feel like we're not – No, 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 no. It's no, fine because I mean, this, like, is, this, is, this, is, this is the conversations that this movie needs. invokes yeah. and needs. Exactly. And, and, and it brings that out of you because I, if, if you don't have a family member or know someone or have been someone who's actually gone through and the those, anguish of depression – See, I will – I'll reveal – that I spent I spent two weeks after grief uh, two days after grief in a place where they told me they were going to help me deal with my grief or deal with my disassociation yeah. and I will tell you that scene when Arthur's on that elevator and it's silent and that man is screaming and he's chained down in that bed mm-hmm. and he's just standing there because he's a fucking sliver away from that guy pinned down on that bed I've been there and it's like to me I get it it's just like Mental illness just puts you so far away from everyone because mental illness is so specific. But that it, it's again, so specific. It's like a recipe. Part, the scary part is when you realize the whole oh I'm one bad day away from that. Mm-hmm. You look at people like that and you go holy shit. What is going to be the day that sends me to that? Right. Yeah. And is it possible for me to get to that? And low key that looks fun. Mom, right. That looks like I don't have to worry about I bills or jobs too, like, or anything. The difference is between fun and release and relief because it wasn't so much that he was having fun, he was relieved. It was a relief for him to not pretend anymore. And uh, he said yes. in his journal, he said in his journal, the most difficult thing about mental illness is that I can't be mental ill, be mentally ill. I have to still pretend right. that I'm okay. And that was, that was pinnacle to the whole point was that like, I'm fucking not, and I'm tired of pretending or acting like I should be okay when I'm really fucking not okay. And like I said, I just, I feel like everything failed him. The system failed him. His mother failed him. His life failed him. He had all the variables were put into place that were setting him up for failure. And to me, as far as I'm concerned, he gave in. He just gave up because he was like, I'm fighting the tides, but the tides are, I'm fucking nuts. And I'm tired of fighting it. I'm exhausted. He looked exhausted all the time. He was tired. When do you see him sleep? When do you see him relax? Never. He's always puffing on a cigarette. He's not eating. He's moving. He doesn't know how. Watch him lug his ass up those stairs every night. And he looked like he was ready to die. When he climbed in that fucking refrigerator. I knew that that (laughs) that was serious shit. That was like... Five years old, my mom's beating my 
my dad's yeah. beating my mom to death. I need to hide from that. So he didn't even remember his own trauma of him being chained to a radiator and being beaten, abused. He didn't even remember that. He had no clue. There's a huge gap there. How the fuck do you go from being abused by your adopted mother and treated like that to just being back in her life and taking it's care extensive. of her? It so, makes no sense. Like, so I'm about to ask a question that's okay. been weighing on my mind for a while, even before the Joker movie. All right. So we talk about how the Joker doesn't eat. Mm-hmm. We talk about how he smokes all the time, about how he dissociates, about how he's essentially narcissistic, about how he doesn't know if he's real, about how maybe this isn't even him, like his own trauma. Maybe this is someone imposing this trauma upon him. How much does that relate to just regular society about how we don't eat, about how we look to alternative uh, euphoria, right? Euphoria. Such as sex, drinking, yeah. drugs. Addiction. Right. We look at social media, and everyone. Funny, he didn't have a drug addiction. Right. Any normal person would have been on on drugs that we by know that about. Point. Right. Would have been on drugs at that point, heroin or whatever it was to just help mask that. But drinking, he, even. Yeah, but he like embra- like he just gave up. I feel like he just was tired. So, that was my biggest thing. Was I feel like that was a character who was. It was so also tired. very exhausting watching this. It was. You never really see him sleep. No, he like how many of us actually get eight hours of sleep? Do you ever see him sleep or eat or drink or have a healthy conversation with everything? Is always one sided. It's always against him. Everything's against him all the time. So, do you think that the reason why mostly everyone like eerily relates to this character? Absolutely. Even when he's in the studio and he's having the first scene with Joker, mm-hmm. is him fantasizing about. Being loved. And what does Murray say to him? I would be so proud to have a son like you. Well, he's also rejected by two of his father figures in this movie. Which is huge. Which is Murray and And Thomas Wayne. If you count the fact that when he was a child, he didn't believe that he had a father at all. Right, at all. And that's the big thing, too. Like, when he goes on the... Like, those fantasies... I mean, we've all had those fantasies where we've been someone that matters. And, like... That was for him, but that for him that was like a huge Shit. breaking point. If you want to say that he was rejected by three motherly figures, so he gets rejected by his mom, mm-hmm. he gets rejected by his therapist slash therapist, if you count the one at the end, and then he's rejected by his girlfriend that's all in his mind. That's actually also a mother. That's yeah. literally a mother. Yeah, and he lost, like I said, everything I feel like failed him, even though he really fought and he tried. He really did try to be what everybody needed him to be. So and do he you was think- like, you know what, fuck this, this is whack. The second he killed his mother was the second he let it all go. He was like, you, you know, know he what? didn't breathe in that, that huh? scene, that entire scene. What? Like, if you watch, yeah, he watch it breathe. again, he doesn't breathe. As soon as breathe. he's done that cigarette and the deed starts, it, it's almost he- like that that's the separation between... The real life Joker, and then this fantasy which Joker, which is which is again to the to 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 Joaquin's performance. The entire scene is on one breath. He doesn't breathe. I didn't, yeah. you, you know, where most people would be gasping for air because they're they're going through whatever it is that they're going through, and they're suffocating. You know, he's got a pillow over his mother's face, and, and no no air. I feel like that scene with his mother was his one revenge. That was like his first revenge scene because he was like, you know what? I spent all my time taking care of you and you can't even give me the fucking decency to tell me who the fuck I am. The truth. And that was like the second he cut off mom was nobody relied on him anymore. Now he's free. 
So the second he got rid of his mother, now he's free to be. Now he can bloom. He doesn't have mom or he doesn't have to worry about mom eating or getting her fucking hair washed anymore. He's liberated. So instead of waiting for society to take that from him, he took it into his own hands. And he took control for the first time. And he was like, eh, fuck it. I'll get rid of her first. But you know what I found is funny? So one would think, okay, so he's killing her because she lied to him and said that Thomas Wayne was her, was his father mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and abused him and all this other shit. But directly after that, we see a picture of him. We see a scene of him holding a picture of his mother with an inscription, which we don't know if it's from that. Thomas Wayne or not. I did see that. And it's like. He doesn't even give a shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if Thomas Wayne is his father or not. You held him back he let this go. entire time. Yeah, he let Who go gives of that. a fuck if it's real or not? Yeah, he doesn't even care at that point. What's it, the point? Is, he, rejection has already turned him off to even pursuing anything wholesome. Like, what's the difference? Which is what I think goes to um, the fact that this movie is a story. Right. Is that he does invoke sympathy from you and he does invoke empathy from you and i feel like this is the story that he tells harley quinn oh god in the, her, in the in the fucking asylum like if you replace oh yeah the black Beautiful. therapist at the end with harley Beautiful quinn connection there that was great. if you replace her with harley quinn the, or, or dr harley quinzel then you kind of get to see okay now i understand why Harley falls for him. And that's the beauty, too, is because he embraced his mental illness and he's exploiting hers. I think there's also... She got into that career because something about her was obsessed with these human beings that were broken. And he he was like, let me be the broken... Any good therapist will tell you that therapists themselves are fucking broken. Yeah. Well, no fucking shit. You gotta (laughs) be a little fucked up to understand the fucked up. Like, I get that, absolutely. Like, 100%. Well, even if you look in the final scenes of the therapist, she's smiling the whole time. Yeah. She's like, like, oh, hey... What's wrong? Because Why are you, you know laughing? What she, she, she knows he's in danger. She, she she's gets therapist to, of the Joker. Because she gets to clock out of insanity. He doesn't. He's permanently fucked. And he even admits, he's like, I don't even fucking know what's real. I don't even know what's real anymore. So what's the difference if I, I go with this or I don't? It doesn't matter. And that's the thing. It's like, it's just. So other, you know? other things that to me pointed to that movie, be the, the, the entire movie being a story. Mm-hmm. Is um, so if you go back and you watch the scene where the Wayne's die, right? Um, I don't know if anybody peeped this, but there's two movies that are playing at the movie theater. Zorro, and the Mask of Zorro. Well, well, here's the thing: which is it's the not, gay, it's yeah, not it's, the Mask of Zorro. It's a twisted in 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 the entire version. in the entire mythos of Batman. Mm-hmm. The movie that they're watching is either the Mask of Zorro or the Blade of Zorro. I'm not sure. Right, but they combined them into this like weird. Well, no, 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 no. This is actually a movie that came out in 1981, and it was a parody of Zorro. Mm-hmm. It was called the Gay Blade of Zorro. Correct. Which to me again points to the movie being a fantasy because um it's a parody right, right. and a parody goes perfectly with what the joker is yeah, he is a parody mm-hmm, a of, satire a satire of batman right and um him making himself that's the, why he's like you won't get the joke yeah you won't it's get the joke it's not worth it cuz you don't fucking get it it's all Right here. And the fact that he gets to create Batman mm-hmm. as opposed to... I think to, that's his fantasy. 
Exactly. Post, that's what I mean. Post issue is that he's like, oh, I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, I made I, I made the Batman. I made the Batman. As opposed How to the Batman great. making him. Exactly. And that's like, oh, man. Which right. which is the original story, right? So, yeah. This so telling. This by, telling him. By yeah. making himself the critical figure and got, and then the way that they held him up like he was a Christ-like figure, right? And 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 whatnot, like the the way that he becomes pinnacle to this Which entire movement. Which fantasy because even when he's on the show and Murray's like, "Are you wearing your makeup because you have a political statement?" He goes, "No, Mary, I have no political statement. I really don't care about politics, and I believe that he doesn't give a fuck." He doesn't fucking care. He's just in his own deranged element. He doesn't give a shit. And everybody else just followed suit after that. So it's I, like, I get it. Like, I just love how, like, so Batman and Superman share the fact that their mother is the same name. Martha. But in Martha. Movie, it's a strong possibility that even if they don't share the same dad, they still share the same death day of their parents. To me... Because it all happens in the same fucking day. And there we go, right back to the whole, why does Joker have to be in everything Batman? Because you have to have a spectrum to Batman, always. And it's always going to be... To all of them, they're all interconnected. That's it. All the other ones, like, every everybody that Batman goes up against is, is, is well, a part of himself. Harvey Dent is duality. I'm not so is, much sure today with the, the uh, rebirth and then uh God, that movie was so good. With New Fifty Two and the Rebirth, but I do know for I, I do remember in the Silver Age of comics that mm-hmm. uh, Arthur Curry's gets lost in the ocean. I know that Batman's parents are killed, and I know that uh, uh, Krypton all exploded in the same day. like all those okay. events go down in the same day right. in DC. Now, as far as the new DC with New 52 and New Rebirth and, and, and all that, I don't know if that's still the case. But I do know at one point all of those days were tied together. It was all the same day throughout mm-hmm. the DC universe. Right. What I've always found interesting about DC is that every superhero combats like an external force. Yeah. But Batman has always battled an internal force, if that this makes is, any sense. I also, always felt the most connectivity with Bruce Wayne dealing with what, you know, like I said, it's like the projection versus what's going on inside. Like that Superman, nothing in society life. worked against Bruce Wayne. He Wait had every advantage. He had every advantage. But what was inside, he projected on the outside versus with Joker in this film. Everything on the outside fucked him up on the inside. But if you look at all of Superman's villains, like with the exception of Lex Luthor, and I'm sure that there are com- mm-hmm. comic book stands reading me to filth in some comments somewhere mm-hmm. on Reddit. Like, <laughs> to be honest, can you name like five if you're not like in your mom's basement jerking off to comic books? Mm-hmm. You can't because they're, they're not Ouch. in the script. They're just characters that you could filter in and out of anyone. But you that's why I feel Lex like Luther with anyone. But that's why I feel <laughs> That's God, why God, I feel like Mal. Joker's pinnacle. Good, you had something to say? Um it's so important that you know you're always reflect like Batman passes his inner monologuing right down to the Robins. Yeah, like yeah. even when they get their own like Teen Titan situation, uh Jason goes, no, uh they Dick, he Dick, goes okay. uh, red X move. Right. Yeah. Like he even has his own reflection where he's just like, "I got this." And none of the Titans know how to handle that. They're just like, "What the fuck is going on with you, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, "It's some Gotham shit." I don't even know how to explain it. Right. In 
the mental health thing with Gotham is so important because it's like people fail him. But he's like he's looking for mentorhood. That's right. He's yep. looking for like companionship wouldn't be enough. The the what's her name? Zazie Beats. Yeah. yeah. She could in turn love him in that moment, and he would know. It's like damn. It means nothing. Like, it's, even the love would be a joke because it's like, right. it wouldn't complete him. That's Whereas, why that bathroom scene is so important in that movie. Because it was the first scene where we felt like he wasn't doing it because it was funny. He wasn't doing it because it was fun. He was doing it because he had to do it. It, it was, was a compulsion. Just like Batman's compulsion is to stop that madness. His compulsion is to fucking create it. Period. That's it. Can I not have one without the other? I'm a little drunk. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Though. I'm trying. Your I'm really compulsion good. to drink. Even as like a Harley Quinn fangirl, right? Mm-hmm. You love your Harley I Quinn. I love her you so love her. much for all of the wrong and right Do reasons. Do you feel like Harley is a victim? Yeah, but I feel like Harley is a victim of the narrator more than exactly. anything. Harley Quinn is sim- was simply meant to be there to prove to you that even if someone were to completely accept Joker for every flaw, for every perfection, he does not give a fuck. But he's not fucking capable of giving a but fuck. But the that's, narrator... That's what this movie taught us. He's not capable of giving a fuck. But the craziest thing is, and I know this is slightly going off Joker, but you can't really mention Joker without Harley... Yeah. Is that even as a storyteller, no one gave a fuck about Harley until the fans demanded right. that she have her own backstory, that we find out who she is. The narrator didn't give a fuck. No one gave a shit that she was on the screen except for the fact that she was cute. She was a foil of Joker, and that was about the fuck it. All and that she sti- was was to Joker was a, a, a punching bag he could put his dick in. Exactly. And that's the truth. He but didn't that give stood a shit. for every woman that was in this movie. Absolutely. They I were give. all just there to be matronly figures to Joker for him to figure out and then kill later on. And that's the truth. And let me tell you, can can I bring up something very fucking cool about the film that we did not address? Go ahead. When he leaves her apartment after realizing that the relationship was a farce and it didn't exist, Uh he leaves that room and walks up the hallway the exact same fashion he did after he murdered the therapist. We were not revealed whether he murdered her or not. I don't think he did. I think he fucking absolutely fucking murdered her. Absolutely. And I think that was the birth of Selena Kyle because she had to turn to prostitution to support herself as a young one, just like an Alan Moore story. I give hit canon to that. Like, think about it. Like, why, I, why, you know. I don't want to think that he killed. I do. I, no, no, and I get it. The I fact just, that she even mentioned, it, 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 I have a daughter, talking, Now we're talking you need to film. leave. Now we're talking film. Why people make films the way that they fucking make them. When he left that scene after, he killed everybody that let him down. You think he didn't kill that woman? After he realized, oh, wow, you nah, really weren't. The same reason he didn't kill, uh, what was the shorty's uh, name? <laughs> but she wasn't nice to him. Yeah, she wasn't. That nice. was, was oh no, no, she was absolutely nice. To him. No, she wasn't. I love the she way was his her, interpretation she, of her was, being nice. She to him. was nice to him for her own sake to keep well, herself alive. I, I, that doesn't, Not because she cared. Zazzy undo her niceness. Like she said to him straight every, up, "I have a daughter. Death. Please don't." No, please. no, 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 no. So you guys are telling me, and I want you guys to think of this as a woman. You come downstairs, and there's a man who you know for a fact. 
is unstable. Correct. Can best you physically mm-hmm. if he really wants to. Yeah. Because he's a lot taller than you and clearly has nothing the fuck to lose because this man just came the fuck into your house. I think you're a single her. mother. You're a single fucking mother that clearly there was no man in the picture else. He would have been there on that couch when he came in. You think she's going to go get the fuck out of my house? No, she's going to say, hey, guy who's on my couch. Yeah, I agree that her response to him was very real. Do you need help getting home? It was very real. Because I want you to remain calm before you kill me. she had that daughter in that back bedroom that she was like, in 10 seconds, I don't know this man. He's a little creepy. I've been kind to him just because that's my way of putting good karma out into the world. Why treat him bad? A little creepy? This man just walked into your house and is sitting on your couch like he belongs there. But before that time, he was just a weirdo of the Well, I always thought the the entire thing where that like, may or may not have you, stalked you did to you your follow house. me did you follow me and she's like oh yeah i did but that conversation happened in his mind yeah no we i know it know. happens yeah, in his mind. but know. that should have been a clear indication I, what I, woman i think he murdered what her. woman <laughs> what woman is gonna be like hey did you follow me today yeah i did okay Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's right. go back to my place. I call, but I, that the, also... I call that the Fight Club element to the movie, yeah. where Marla was like, you know, is this I actually bitch call really that real? the "Was she asking for it?" clause. In the I movie. think that scene, though, when he because turns I... out that hallway and he walks up that hallway, is literally the exact same scene no. at the end of the movie when he murdered that. So, therapy. if she had gotten murdered by the Joker, mm-hmm. at what point was she asking for it? Never. I mean, she didn't deserve it. No, no, no. A lot of people would have said when you went, oh, you were stalking me, that's kind of hot. A lot of people would have been like, yeah, you kind of deserve it. Can we take a moment to like really reflect on this? Jamal, Jamal, eat the mic. In this moment, you're kind of projecting. You're projecting the same way everyone else was in the city onto Arthur. Like I'm just saying, what excludes that fucking woman from everyone else he fucking murdered? The reason What excludes her? He claimed the murder of the three guys in the subway. Yeah. Like he, if he did it, he would denounce it. But we like, didn't. Like but did he? Was, in, that was but his the character thera- makeup, at like, the therapist at the he end, killed, he didn't he announce anything. The, the only reason we know that he but killed he didn't the therapist at the end the, were the bloody the footprints. But he didn't announce that on the TV. But he didn't go. Knows. But he didn't go. I killed three people plus my right. previous coworkers. But I'm right. saying every murder that happened is a murder we saw. Right. I'm just saying, except for the therapist at the end. I'm just saying whether it happened or not. Oh, Jamal, Jamal, Jamal! It's left open. It's I'm not just, an actuality. I'm just saying whether it happened or not. I think it's a fun thing to look at. That what? Why did we not see a conclusion to when he revealed that that woman was not on his side? Why did we not see that? And that to me tells me that. Do you think there's going to be a director's cut where? No, that, that's and clarified. And no, and the reason is because he already revealed, the director already revealed that there is nothing different in the revealed Venice, uh, the Venice Film Festival when they, when they released it, he said there is absolutely nothing that we've changed that's different. He said one or two scenes we whittled down, but everything is the same. The only thing that changed was the bathroom scene. Everything else is exactly the original cut that they cut it. There is no new cut. There is no. So do you think there's going to be so no deleted scenes? No. I there's only one scene that is he did talk about was being deleted, and you might see clips of it. It's of Arthur, and he's in the full suit, but he's not in the face paint part of it, and he's kind of like strolling around the town with like an umbrella. Other than that, I feel like they felt that that was just extra, and they really didn't need it. But he made it very clear that what you saw in the theater at the first release of the film was the first cut of the film. There was no, it wasn't, nothing was really altered for that. I would have paid. And I agree with him because it looked like a very thought out, thorough 
execution of a script that was done. And Joaquin Phoenix said that when he read it, it pretty much was what it was when they filmed it. The only thing that changed over the course of filming was how they filmed it, meaning how he laughed or how he responded to characters in a situation. But the story itself was always um, uh, in stone, that that really never changed. And there really wasn't much that was deleted other than things being cut down for time or just things that seemed like nuances or like unnecessary so the director himself has like, follow him on Instagram. I follow him on Instagram. The director Todd and like he'll he'll tell you like he said in interviews. He's like nothing in the film that was released at the first screening versus now is really any different. What we went in there to shoot is exactly what we shot and exactly what we released. There's nothing that we really altered except that one scene in the bathroom that I told you about where they just yeah. felt. It wasn't right, and it should have been a climactic point where Arthur makes the change. We Each scene was supposed to be a little less Arthur and a little bit more Joker, and that's it. So that bathroom scene was the only one that they were like, hey, this doesn't feel right. I feel like Arthur should have responded to this scene differently. Because think about it. If he went in that bathroom and he just panicked like a normal average Joe and, like, hid the gun and wiped his makeup off, would that have been... The Joker. The Joker. No. Because right. when he, at the end of that scene, when he looks in the mirror and you see that haunting reflection looking back at him, that is so symbolic like film wise of like what he was what was coming yeah yeah i just would have paid good money if (laughs) in every state there was like one slightly different scene right like it was just ever so slightly like instead of making a left turn he made a right instead of killing the the tall guy he killed the short guy because you're you're, you're oh, stitching together my god and to have everyone but, just losing their shit like I can't believe that he killed the guy but that's and the, no one wanting to specify it not to this ruin film everything did such a good job of like uh, of, of of really making you kind of put together the loose ends by yourself but also giving you just enough to set up the foundation and groundwork for what you needed. It's it like was, you create your own movie. You're we, like, yeah, he definitely killed her. We no, talk he didn't. about we talk about like films that give you the answers. Like even films like I'm um, the best example to be honest with you to compare it to is Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. Because Fight oh, Club, yeah. Fight Club is literally this story is we don't know what happened and what fucking didn't happen, and we don't know like we don't know what's real and what isn't real, but at the same time, there's a concrete ending. Like you know, and and at the end when. In Fight Club, when he's holding hands with Marla and the fucking buildings are fucking collapsing and they're falling down, we're just like, those two people in that scene are pretty much the same person. It's one mind. So we get the same thing with Joker. It's just like... And you know, there's a theory that out about Fight Club that Marla is another projection of of uh, the narrator's broken psyche. And I would believe that 100%. And I would believe that most things in that film are that. But that's the closest thing I feel like psychologically could relate to Joker is, is Fight Club. I, I feel like this movie is going to be one of those movies that's hailed up to... It's going to be a cult classic. Oh, um, oh, absolutely. I feel like, like I said, I feel like if you took Clockwork Orange, Taxi Driver, and Falling Down and you put them together, you'd get this film. Yeah. And then I also feel like this film, like from a cinematography perspective or from a filmmaking perspective, was just... It was done in a way that didn't give a fuck about your feelings. Yeah. It doesn't fucking care. They're not going to hold yeah, your hand. Those inappropriate moments. They're that not going to make you feel comfortable be because it's not demographically popular. Nah, this film, I feel like this film was done as an experiment 
by DC to filter out the bullshit fans. This was to really see who was in it for the nitty-gritty, who was there for the long haul, and for the confusion of it all, because the comics are no different. Joker, we don't fucking know. We don't fucking know. This could all be him just telling another story of, like, you know how I got these scars? Like, like that's, to me, like, what it was. It was just, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. Was it real to Joker? Was it real to Arthur? Because it fucking was. Do you know what it reminded me of? There's this movie about this guy that goes off his medications and goes on a killing spree. But in his mind, it's almost like he's on LSD and he sees everything almost like a cartoon. So, like, he goes in his refrigerator and he opens up the door and it's like a talking princess head is in there. Like, oh, hi, Arthur. Is that with Ryan Reynolds? I think so. Yes. And he's like, oh, hi, I'm so glad that that you've come back to me. Yes, eat your pills. You know, they'll make you stronger. But when he goes off of his pills, he's brought back to reality where he's just in, like, this really gritty apartment and there's decaying bodies everywhere. I know exactly the movie you're talking about. That's what it reminded me of. And the scene where he's projecting the idea of Murray and he's like, okay, this is how I'm going to walk out, guys. And I'm going to sit on the couch. And this is what I'm going to say to to Murray. When he cuts over to the empty seat, I halfway expected either a bound and gagged Zazie Beats or a dead Zazie Beats to just right. be sitting there like his audience. Right. And when it wasn't there, my brain couldn't register it. I we was watched like, he's, he's going to be the, in the refrigerator. In the first goddamn scene of the movie. They show him fantasizing about Murray. The voices. We don't even know that if movie the was fucking, called the voices. We yes, don't even know if the phone call green. he got to be on that show is legit or not. We've or seen him rewind the VHS tape and practice coming into the living room. We saw in the beginning him dancing like he was a celebrity. That's what's so fucking tits about this movie is that we don't know. And it, even if we do know, it doesn't fucking matter because everything Joker tells you is bullshit. He doesn't even know if he's telling you the truth or not. So that was when we talked a few months ago on the podcast, what I felt like, remember, I was like, it doesn't matter what the fucking story is going to be for this movie because it's multiple choice. He could be just well, telling you another. You, and with the three of us, when we walked out, I was telling you that, uh, Maul, I was telling you that I was like upset that they didn't end with a more obvious nod to yeah to the fact that this was a story in Joker in in Joker yeah they're like I I felt like first walking out I was like I really wanted him to be talking to his therapist and kind of go like yeah but let me tell you another story right. you know there's a uh, what's the name of like that there's a movie about a kid lost in the ocean with a lion. Oh, uh, the life of pie. Life of pie is just like that. He's just like, it doesn't matter if you like the story or hate the story. Like, I made the story happen the and now I'm here. The thing is, with, when we go into the Jokers, we already know how it ends. He becomes the Joker. So what the fuck is the difference? He's always going to tell a different story. You're never going to really know. Or maybe it really is his true story. But, but, that's but if you've ever it. dealt with, like, a sociopath or uh, a compulsive liar or mm-hmm. anything of the sort, they're never going to go, all right, I might be lying to you, and walk out. Exactly. Everything that they tell he you. He doesn't even know. Everything even know. that they tell you is going to be the truth until you realize that 1 plus 1 doesn't equal 2.5. And then once you realize that, everything that they say, you're like, holy fuck, can I trust anything? 
But it's just true enough where you want to believe it. Well, right. And, and, I, think, and I, I think it's canon, too, with, like, even if we take the Joker that we love and know, Heath Ledger, I would believe that's Heath Ledger's fucking backstory. Yeah. I would believe that that's one of his backstories. Exactly. Yeah, See, it's like... you get it. And, like, and, it's just, and, it is what it is. Like, and that's why n- it now... Matter. Like this a was week a after character study, not a story study. This the, wasn't to know about his origin. This was to know how he tells you about his origin. Mm. Which the is fact that who knows. it's been a week later, and I'm like, no, I'm actually glad that they ended it the way that they I loved did, it. I felt am- it was ambiguity. done perfectly. It was enough to make you want more too, which I thought was really great. Oh like, god, I this doesn't more. need a sequel. Can we not do a fucking sequel to this? I don't think it needs a sequel, but I I think like it sets up a beautiful precipice to a Joker that carries and holds his own in in this Gotham world. You know I would love if this Joker gets put into a Batman film that's, that's just a normal Batman film, right. but it gets elevated when the Joker's around. I agree with that. I think I think that's the right I think that's the right course of action. Like why not? Like and the thing is too like why don't we have Clayface? Why don't we have Cobblepot? Why that's fine. Scarecrow. But no matter what I love him. He's one of my favorites. But no matter what we that's why I love the Arkham Knight because they they really focused on all of the or characters. Or even the fucking Riddler. Yeah. I would Where love, the fuck's he at? Here's the thing. Edward Nygma. And that's the beauty of it. And I get this argument a lot from, like, Batman people. It's like, well, we already saw the Joker. Joker's not fucking going anywhere. So get fucking used to him. Whether you're well, tired of him or not, it doesn't DC matter. If DC is smart, they become the, the storytellers that tell the villain's story. I well, just feel like... To be honest, between all, like, and this is Marvel, DC, whatever the fuck other third party, green party, Mm -hmm. comic book company there is, the Joker is the one supervillain that you know for a fact will never go out of style. That's what I'm trying to say. All the other villains can die tomorrow. Everybody argues that Joker's cliche, and, like, I get them from, like, an oversaturation perspective in, like, filmmaking and storytelling. Like, okay, we get it, the Joker... But have we really been told what the Joker's all about? We no, who gives a fuck? Well, he just also, kind of is there. This I can is also watch the first time that we're watching him become Joker well, versus no, just, right? He's just, just being, fucking it, there. It's a Joker movie as opposed to the Joker being in, in a Batman a movie. movie. Yeah. But right? Martha Wayne can die eighty-six times, and yeah. I'm gonna fall asleep and, at the and third. And Warner Brothers will make us watch but all hundred fifty-seven. But the Joker could smash a pie into literally anyone's face and I'm gonna laugh. I don't give a fuck that's who it is. Thing. And that's the thing. You can <laughs> you can have Cobblepot, Harvey Dent, Clayface, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Iron Man, but Spider Man, but Joker, Joker has to be there. If that's the Joker the popped up out of nowhere Joker's and smashed a pie in a Spider Man's face, I'd lose my fucking Joker's shit. the only villain that throws fucking Batman off his shit. At the same time I would also love like the reality of DC movies that Mid like mission, any any actual superhero could drop down the Gotham, sock the shit out of Joker, and be like, problem solved. Right. But they never fucking would. Well, and I believe no, they that do it way, all the time. No, right? but there's, there's Batman, a couple of times Bat- where Wonder Woman's like, I will fucking end you, and Joker's like, Bat- Batman will fucking lose his shit. And everyone goes, mental, you're right. Batman's mental illness disallows him from taking any life, much less the Joker's. And that's funny because I think he struggled. Even in the in the Arkham saga, which I talk about a lot, it took Talia to put a sword through Joker to fucking off him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why? 
you would never fucking do it, Bruce. So why are we still going on with this bullshit? Well, that, why don't I, we just fucking I think fucking that's end one of it? the best lines in the, um, the the story of the Red Hood, where he's like, you know, I can forgive yep. you not killing everybody else, but him. Yeah, him. He's by him? not killing him, Bruce. Why is he yeah. still alive? By not killing. Batman is producing many more problems than he's solving. And even in the Nolan Batmans, they showed that. But literally? I I mean, come on. Him not killing is a problem. He needs to eradicate. I think that's real, but it's also just like, I'll hand this mask to anyone. And everyone goes, (laughs) (laughs) every every one of them. He's like, the first one you can pick up, picks up the Batman mask and have it. And every one of them go, nope. When it comes to like filmmaking, like if like we're just focusing on the Joker filmmaking and we're just focusing on like this film, because I know it's hard not to like bring up Batman and it's hard it's, not it's, to talk about him because it's hard for me because yeah. I love Batman. Clearly, it's difficult because even DC can't do it. Can't. <laughs> you can't. You cannot you can't. ignore. You cannot ignore. You're not supposed to. Yeah. You just you can't ignore it. But like as far as a standalone, how do you feel about it? Like, on its own. On its own? Uh, like, let's talk. Like, you know, I know it's been so hard for, like, we've been trying nah, it's to fine. Just, we can like, do this. focus on Joker, but it's tough because, like I said, you cannot have Dark without Light. You cannot have Joker uh, without Batman, Batman without Joker. You want to go round table with it? Sure, 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 sure. Jamal, you want to go? Um, the film is, it's not a masterpiece. It's, it's really, really fucking good. It's, mm-hmm. it's dope. It's on my list of movies I enjoy. Right. But... It's not changing anything. Like, this is, like, I expected this. What do you think if they, like, intertwine this into a modern DC universe that we're developing? Do you think then it becomes more relevant and iconic? I think it's iconic. I think, like, it's strong. I think it by I think itself. It's, it's, I don't think anything is going to match like, out it. Of like, I all think- the movies come out in the last three years, it has the strongest reflection on the actual America we're living in. But it's still not, like... Oh, this changes everything filmmaking wise. I agree. I think that Joker set the tone for Gotham too. Exactly. I feel like it was one of the first movies that really made you look at Gotham without Batman in it. You know what I mean? And I don't want to. I'm 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 waiting because I know you two haven't seen this movie, but have you seen Seven? Yeah, of course. Okay. Tell me that Seven is not Gotham. Seven to me is definitely Gotham, and I believe. I think that's a really cool observation because I've never heard anybody make that parallel between the two before. And I, it's so funny that you mentioned that because there's a lot of derangement in Seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when I think what sets the tone for that, like what you say, is when they arrive at the first crime scene in Seven. And it's this very drab, dreary, cold thing. And it's talking about the city. Even when he's at home with his wife. You get this feeling outside every time the train rattles yeah, the yeah. apartment. There's that Gotham feeling. Like that's a really funny observation. I've never had anybody bring that up. Uh, I can't take credit for that one, but, uh, <laughs> but I, <definitely, laughs> I would like to. I but definitely I can't. feel like there's something there that you picked up on that. Like, wow, well, I didn't even is, like. This think is the about first like time that. I. Oh God, we should had, do a shot. We yeah, we should. <laughs> we've had like ten fucking Batman movies, but this is the first time I ever feel I, I ever felt like I was in Gotham. That's the. You were immersed. That's I, the difference. It's not just Bruce Wayne, rich boy, fuck boy, 
you know, taking care of Gotham. This is like for the first time we are the lower tier, which they did do in uh, Frank Miller's telling of year one with Batman, where we got to see Selena Kyle having to be a prostitute, where we got to see um, Bruce Wayne trying to be trying to be this vigilante and he fucking sucked at it because Gotham's not scared of you because there's nothing scary about you. You're just another asshole. And then he had to become the Batman and like adhere to being scarier than what Gotham was. So yeah, I feel like this was the first film where we got to be on the opposite end where it's not just Bruce Wayne talking about the disparaged and the sad and the poor where we're really actually living it from the opposite end of the screen and we're watching Thomas Wayne on TV and think about it. Even if Thomas, what if that's like, like I said, like 300, like what if they're telling this story about Thomas Wayne and think about it, me and you and everybody, we're just living in this shit's the sewage of Gotham, watching this asshole on TV, Thomas Wayne, with billions of dollars, and he's going to fix the whole city. Fuck that guy. But, like, what's the, that's the whole perspective from, like, I do Joker. really like the fact that they, they, they muddied up. I Thomas will Wayne. allow that... that because contextually it, it, it made sense because if we're viewing it from our perspective, we're going to be biased. And the perspective in Joker was low-end, tier, unwealthy, damaged part of Gotham. But that's what's always made, at least for for the DC fanboys and girls that I've experienced, that's what's always set apart DC from Marvel, mm -hmm. is that they're not afraid to be gritty and okay. dark and, and scary. And like, raw. I remember watching Batman the Animated Series as a kid and being like, holy fuck, this is a little scary. The Toy and Master was, was fucking scary. And that was toned down for children. That was toned down for children. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got Mark Hamill's Joker because they had to tone it down. and like, that But he was down. still fucking scary, scary. as a kid. But right. I feel like DC tried to emulate Marvel so much that they made Batman shiny. I they made meant, Batman comic bookish in in the live action movies. I, I think that's like why Marvel, it's been hard see, to. For me, it's like Marvel has to take quantity over quality, and I feel like that's the difference with DC. DC has four or five very pinnacle characters, but the quality of them is so deep. And different, like in their rich formats, <laughs> but in their live action, I'm talking about cinematically. I'm but they lose that when they comics. involve too many figureheads more than they actually involve people that love the story. But I think right. that the 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 magic of Batman specifically has always been that you I love Batman one of us. with his character. Yeah, he's he went, one of us. He's a human being. He had to win everything by hard work, dedication, and. And persistence. And that's why but he fights the bad guy. That's why. They want the shortcut. They're just and like, I why like, can't I have the money? He's just like, yo, go get it without killing thousands but of people. But it's not that's just Batman. It's his villains, too. There's a small part of you that the is always... Batman. Right. That's always going to empathize with, right. with Poison Ivy. That's always going to empathize with Harley Quinn, with Catwoman. Rogue with, Gallery. Right. <laughs> but... DC has just been chasing this idea of heroes first, of shiny superheroes that swoop in and save the day that Marvel has Martha. had. I'm angry about that because DC was here first. It's her name, Martha. Gonna, I'm going to throw that card down I'm on with the table. That. I and am I'm with say that completely. That the formula Marvel uses for all of its success was first fucking put here by C DC. And but that's DC straight up didn't need to. But it's truth. But it's really? truth. The Back. But he, it's true, though, honey. It's, it's true. true. Mom, Mom, eat the mic. 
Every the biggest Marvel character, Spider Man, reflects Batman. That's right. But it's a shiny Batman. That's right. Because it's, it's a, a lonely Batman. Marvel, when it was starting, had to focus on what was teen friendly. Whereas DC did not give a fuck. DC was whatever the fuck it was. But Marvel was like, hey, DC's got this thing going. Look, dude, let me ask you a question. You go to the fucking poorest part of the universe on, on the planet Earth, go to a goddamn jungle, and you ask people, name me a superhero, they're going to say Superman. They're going to say Batman. fucking Superman. Or no, Spider-Man. They're gonna, they're gonna, no, they're going to say Superman, because Superman is the god of the DC universe. He, he, is, he is the Jesus Christ of fucking Literally. DC. Literally the Jesus Christ. He fell to fucking Earth, and he is the, whenever, you see that S? You don't have to speak English. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be. It doesn't matter what you are. You know that's fucking Superman. There but I think time that's that. the, been the problem with DC. DC has always been that weird, artsy, right. biblical references, like just all of this. this and that's okay. But this I like subplot, that. I'm all right. Which with is that. fan fucking fantastic. But they got away from that because they saw that Marvel was making a shit ton selling sparkly shit. Right, I agree. I'm selling with you. Robert Downey Jr. and and Chris Hemsworth, and we're shiny, we're handsome, Spill we're it. pretty. Spill Let's it. kill some villains and fuck bitches and call it a day. And they're not. That's stuck. never been DC. DC has never been jocks. They've never been valedictorians. Like they've under, been weird artsy like kids, and they need to keep it. A lot of pressure cinematically. But the second that they do weird artsy shit like the Joker, the fans fucking eat it up. Because if you gave us legit. that same shit and gave us Raven, if you gave us that same shit. And gave us Dick Grayson. If you gave us that same shit, Thank you. And fuck, gave us Superman. Dude, Give me a Superman that's a minority that's living in fucking Kansas. I I'd lose my shit. That the Arkham Saga in video games surpasses anything film-wise in Batman. Exactly. Period. Because they weren't afraid to go there with Scarecrow. They weren't afraid to go there with Harvey Dent. They weren't even afraid to go there with Jason Todd when they made him in tell that Arkham to, Knight. Tell that to Marvel's $2.8 billion but I think Marvel does every... But see, here's the thing. <laughs> Nobody's disparaging Marvel. Marvel's doing everything right. I will give it to and Marvel for turning their C team into a fucking A+. Is Marvel caters to the masses. DC caters to the small people. Marvel would never put out Joker. Ever. Ever, ever in a billion years. Which Marvel is doesn't even have a character to give an artsy backstory such as Joker. Right. The and closest you know what thing my you guys favorite, have is Doctor Strange. And I that's was laughable. just about to say he's my fate. One of my absolute favorite Marvel people is Doctor Strange because he's one of the most grounded in the gritty. Meaning uh. like he, meaning like, no, no, no. Meaning like he was a concrete human being. With a concrete purpose. He was a surgeon. He was very... And a therapist. And th- he was directed... But then shiny magic stuff saved him. And I now know. he's a uh, god. I love you. And now he's Neo <laughs> from the Matrix. That's the beauty of Joker. I'm going to need y'all to stop talking him. shit about Marvel. Nothing fucking <laughs> saved him. Oh, look, the mics got cut off. No, 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 no. Let's be real. In Marvel, things save them. In DC, you save your let fucking me, self. Let me tell you something. There was nothing more selfish than how those superheroes behaved in fucking Endgame. 
You only gave a shit to bring your fucking friends back? Fuck half the population of the world, but you gotta have everybody back to make everything wonderful. Wait, 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 he even said it. He even said it. Whales are swimming in the fucking Hudson. The earth is cleaner than it's ever been, but I miss Spider-Man. I would absolutely love it if Batman had to choose between bringing back his fucking parents and saving the goddamn world. He would I would love world. a moment where Batman can goes, I, I, I can have, either snap my fingers and bring my mom and dad back, I have or a, I can keep the world as I have as, a fan fantasy that Solid Snake would link up with Bruce Wayne, and they would have to fucking save the entire world. Uh, apparently, we've gone completely off the fucking yeah, what rails. Is happening? <laughs> you, know what, you know what? You guys do your thing. I'm going to have a cigarette and reset. <laughs> we're not talking is... about the film. We're not talking about this movie. No, we we're taking about... a moment to shit on fucking Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I think Marvel's wonderful because they're doing it right cinematically. The formula. The formula is on point with Marvel. They know what they're but doing. But there's a reason why Disney bought Marvel and not DC, baby. Exactly, and that's because it's... It's it's marketable to a bigger demographic. It's the reality just a Disney of that. movie. You can have a five year old watch fucking Endgame, and you can have a fifty year old watch Endgame, and you're gonna have the same enthusiasm and love. But you can't put a five year old in Joker. You can't do. You that. shouldn't put a five year. You should not. But it's or like, should you? I just like the fact that, like I said, DC's <laughs> DC's not afraid to explore. I'm just gonna the dark laugh. side of humanity. Whereas I feel like Marvel is oh, just oh, very bubblegum. Oh. So you clearly, can, you can no, claim that. fuck this shit. Clearly, no, 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 no. clearly talk- none of you have since, ever since, read an X-Men no, 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 comic no, 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 book. No, 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 no. Since y'all want to do this all the, the time, are we talking about the DC universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or are we talking about the comic books? Because apparently there's a big no, difference. No, we're cinematic. We're talking cinematic. All right, then. Oh, so then, Marvel no, is bubblegum pop. We've it never, is. Be real. We've never, yeah. we've never had a proper X-Men movie. I agree with you 100%. We That's have not that. our fault. And what a shame. What a <laughs> shame you, that Fox. X-Men was not a brilliant part of all that's been happening in the Marvel Universe. What a fucking shame that we haven't. Well, it's too the, dark. The downfall of a lot of these cinematic universes is that when these characters and stories were made, they weren't thinking like, oh, man, 50 years from now, this is going to be a dope movie. They are like, how the fuck? Like, all these companies were failing. There's nothing they to were, say And they were about like, we got to figure out movies. how to make these, They're doing these it right. comic books sell. They're doing it right. People are like, well, what do you have against Marvel and the answer, Marvel Cinematic Universe? And the answer is fucking nothing. I have nothing against them. No, 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 no. They're I doing everything right, but the, the difference is Marvel, it, it, it targets a bigger, massive demographic. Like I said, it's like the Disney World. Literally, Disney, it's appealing to five to five hundred years old, and everybody's gonna love it. This, DC does not do that. Clearly, you've they... never been to Six Flags. <laughs> you call it Six Flags, so we're already worlds apart. Because to me, it's Great Adventure. But great all right, but much like not being able to articulate what I what I empathize with the Joker with, it's the same way that I wasn't able to articulate what my issue with the Marvel Cinematic Universe was. Until I saw Joker, I, j- I didn't realize how much of a risk Marvel wasn't willing to They're take. They're not willing to take. Even like I explained earlier, no, I, they I gave you a dark ending with fucking Infinity War, but then they had to reverse it with fucking I think, Endgame. And I think that's because Mar- – okay, let me – I'm sorry. Let me put on my uh, – let me take off my fanboy uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Marvel jacket for a second. All right. And uh, I, I honestly hear what you guys are saying. I agree. To a degree, I, I, I even agree. I think 
part of that is because Marvel has not properly done the X-Men the way that the comic books read. Because the X-Men is dark. Dark. There's nothing undark about it. In fact, it touches on um, racism, racism, the uh, other eugenics, the whole ability of wiping out evolution. But I, I agree about the comic books, and that's my point. But we're talking. They have a whole rich history that could tackle these issues, but they will never touch it. Well, I think they, I think they're getting ready to. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't no, think so. I don't yeah, fucking think so at all. They definitely are. Oh yeah. But now and Marvel no, so is owned by was... Disney. Disney's not going to let them touch eugenics. Are you yeah, fucking come kidding on. me? Are you not they won't Hitler take talk. the blackface out of out of Lion King for half the fucking yeah. time. I mean, they that's, made that's one cool... movie. They made one movie. They made Black Panther. That's it. That was as much as they gave for fucking for culture. I'm gonna give them the room to figure it out. On that dick. Hard, which is great. They did. (laughs) Which is hard. They still sucked on that, which was hard because we did deserve it. Why do we only have white fucking hetero fucking superheroes? Why is this happening? That's why I love DC because they're not afraid to fuck with the macabre. They're not afraid to fuck with the weird. Look at, I'll put it this way. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was fey as hell. Yeah. Fay as hell. Uh, uh, Mark Hamill's Joker is fay as hell. He's a little bi. He's a little curious. He's a little weird. He's a little queer. He's a little sexual. They don't do that shit with fucking Marvel. They don't even. The closest do that, that you ever get is Loki. That's it. False. And he's silly. And they make him like a goofy, who else is silly gayer guy. as as a as a villain in Marvel? Yeah. Deadpool is part of me. We'll wait. Deadpool doesn't count. That's an anti-hero. Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is said a hero he's down hero. for gay Spider-Man. But has it been shown on the screen yet? Yeah, but the point it just is, didn't start but, here, but it hasn't I mean, been shown on the ex- screen yet. Let me explain Look. it to you. In the cinematic u- universe, they would have to make him a gay Spider-Man. Whereas in DC, he'd already fucking be. Tom gay. Holland he'd is super be into being a gay Spider-Man, but he's certainly chasing after Zendaya the yeah. entire fucking yeah. second so movie. It's like it doesn't really, it doesn't go. Like that scene. There's a scene in the Joker film, which is what we're fucking talking yeah. about, by the way. Yeah. There's a scene where he's writing in his journal and he's smoking a cigarette and he's see him and he crosses his legs and he's like oh. he's real fey writing in his notebook what like that is so joker like this kind of like fey teetering between yeah. hetero and to gay feeling it was beautifully done and it was really really subtle like this whole even his dance in the bathroom when he's like but that even touches on like there's breathing room for romanticism that's between right. him and Batman. That's right. Like that's also it a is thing. a sexual thing. It is because Joker's a goddamn sociopathic serial killer. And he and wouldn't follow the norms. And there's something sexual about him. We'll play the Arkham games where Joker's like, oh, now there's a little bit of tiny bit of me inside of you too, Bats. Oh, don't act like it's not what you've always wanted. And this is what we know as the Joker, Mark Hamill. We consider him our fucking Jesus Christ as Joker. And he's faying I will not have you hell. besmirch the name of Luke Skywalker. But <laughs> the way that I can always tell if a character is actually queer or if someone's just pandering to me. Yeah, there's a difference. You know when you're being patronized. There's a moment where he could kiss another, a person of the same sex, and it would not be a shock to me. And it's not a big deal. They don't make a big deal about it. It's not a huge deal. If Joaquin Phoenix were to turn around and just randomly kiss any man, I would not have blinked an eye. Absolutely. Like, even when okay, he's sitting on Murray, that's cool. even when he's sitting on the Murray show and he's like, listen to Murray. 
Like, he's got very... Yeah. I'm not saying gay. I'm using the word fae. Yeah. Which is totally different. This is gender-breaking yes. Joker things that Joker does. He's fae, and he's curious, and he's sexual, and he's he's weird. And, like, they were not afraid to he's do He's breaking that. the binary. Right. They were not afraid to approach that with the film at all. Especially when he was on TV, especially when you see him writing in his journal. And he does these little hand mm-hmm. movements that are very, and he dances and it's sensual for him. And like, they fucking did not have any fear approaching that in Joker at all. They were not afraid to show that about Joker. And even if you notice, with the exception of his projecting heteronormity onto Zazie Beats, He's never seen behaving sexually to a woman at all. At all. He doesn't even seem interested. Women could be cattle for all he gives exactly. a fuck. Exactly. Which, we go to Harley Quinn. Yeah. Who's over, she's over-sexualized, but he just exploits that. That's just his M.O. That's like what he does. Yeah, I think that was the thing that really bothered me the most about uh, Jared Leto's Joker was where he's... He's doing the whole jealous thing, and it just the the Joker jealous. He doesn't, doesn't fucking work. care. Yeah, he doesn't. doesn't he really work. doesn't care. The only time that he gives a fuck is when it's inconvenient for him. Him, G- Harley is just. Uh, oh well, that that's that's, that's Harley. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Mark Hamill at his finest when he's like Harley, and and <laughs> it's like. Wait a minute, God damn it! Did I set up a punchline and you yeah. weren't here to? No, get in here. Yeah, what and are you I doing? love this scene in Two in Arkham when he when when Harley goes to lift uh, Batman's cowl off and he goes, uh uh-uh, uh don't touch it. And she goes, oh sweetie, but I want to know who he is. And she goes, well, he goes, well, what the fuck would the fun be if we knew who Batman was? Which I was like, it's like so fun that like, I don't know. Joker's just in it for the fun. He's really just in it for that carpe diem YOLO shit. He's just day-to-day having a good time. And everybody's got this master plan. But Joker's just in it because he wants to see I do appreciate that this wasn't a scheming... Um, no, let me rephrase that because I think there are yeah. aspects. If this is a story that's being told, and it's very much a schemer. Right. But I do appreciate that this was a Joker that um, was very much an agent of chaos. Absolutely. And, it, and he couldn't even control it himself. That was the yeah. beauty of it. It was his own narrative took control of him without him. He just kind of went with the flow. But He just was there. Here's the scary part. We're all saying that this is a story that's told, but you never actually see him telling the story. Beautiful. He's literally... Or it could just which be is a story that comic, he's telling in his which head. Is every, exactly. Which is which every is comic scarier. book ever written. We always see this narrative, but we're never really sure where it's coming from. But what's from. scarier? Someone telling you a lie or someone telling a lie to themselves so that way they believe the lie? Beautiful. That's like That's the best way to put that. fucking terrifying. And for him to go, you're just not going to get the lie that I'm telling myself. That's what that means. Oh, when he uh, says, you when he says, when, when he says, you wouldn't episode. get it. That is it. literally the joke there it. is he's like, I don't even fucking get it. You're certainly not going to fucking get it. Like, you know what I mean? She's like, why don't you tell me the joke? That is a huge uh, parallel to her basically saying, oh, I want to get on the inside. Tell me where you come from. He's like, bitch, I don't even fucking know where I come from. But let's even get into the fact that, like, at like during the movie, he's asking, "Do you want another joke?" Yeah. And at the I like end, that that's someone's his calling asking, card to murder now. Right, but someone's asking him for a joke. Right. I love. And he's that. like, "No, I'm not going to tell yeah. you." Yeah. I like when he goes into the. He's on Murray, and he goes, "You need to look it up in your book." And he goes, "He says, 
I have to get this perfect. I got to get it right. I love that because that shows, like, even he doesn't know his own punchline. He's got to make sure he's got it all fucking wrapped up nice and nice. All right. I'm, we're done. We're done. Cigarette. We're done. I think we're done. We're, we're, we're two, hour, we're I'm two hours plus. Wait, can we just conclude, like, one thing about the film since we did get a little derailed? Yeah, yeah, like yeah the sure. the Batman thing. Like, overall, what do you think this, like, sets up for the the tone of the future cinematic universe of DC. If if DC is smart, DC, you can you can have this for free. No, you can't. You can slide the me pay- royalties on the side. The cash uh, app is <laughs> cash. <laughs> yeah, hit me up on uh my cash app. Um, all right, DC, I'm gonna tell you what you do. Ready? Focus on the villains. There you go. I agree. Focus I on the goddamn villain. Bill, I I want to. The next movie you should do is the the penguin as an arms dealer. We already uh, we're approaching that with Pattinson. The rumors that the the villain in this film is the main villain is going to be Cobblepot. Okay. So there have been talks about uh, that. Uh, give me a give Edward me Nigma that's a murder, uh, not a murder mystery, but a thriller. I would love that. I think that would be really cool. Give me um, a uh, Poison Ivy movie that's an eco terrorist movie. Okay. Do you know, like, just just go in the complete opposite direction. Do the Suicide Squad now that James Gunn is in charge. Let's I, invert I, it. Let's invert it. Invert it exactly. Like, focus on your villains. You have an amazing rogue gallery. Yeah. Except for the the shitty ones, like Our Man and. Calendar man. <laughs> Calendar man. Oh man, he's actually more Yo, important than we give the credit to. The toy maker as a movie. Man, that episode in the in the animated series yes. was bomb, yo. And even that they even connected him to the great ghost where oh. they brought Adam West in. Oh fuck. <laughs> Shit. Shit's so good. I feel like all right, I have to do one thing before this podcast is over. That's like I promised I would do it. Good. And that is I work with a young kid. Um, his name's Noah. He works at Poppin, and he had a really good review for the film that I thought was really cool. I was like, "Hey, buddy, give me like a hundred words or less, and I'm gonna do a little shit." Okay, go, get it, go Noah. For it. So what he said, Joker is a satisfying film, um, able to be seen by most people. A story that doesn't feel like a comic book, but incredible character story, character story, and a drama. Todd Phillips truly shows his talent as a director, departing from his more previous mediocre movies, and his greatly assisted by Lawrence Scher's cinematography, which amplifies the film's beauty and dark imagery. Um, the score is haunting and intense and does a brilliant job of setting the tone for the film, and Joaquin Phoenix's performance is incredible and worthy of an Oscar nomination. Um, the only flaw he felt with the film was that it derives um, and shares a lot from Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, but uh, he felt that the it made the similarities their own enough to where it wasn't too noticeable or bothersome. Overall, the film is a breath of fresh air for comic book films, and the darkness and edge are th- enthralling to see in something like this. Score 9.7 out of 10. That was my shout-out to Noah. I had to do it because he's a really awesome kid with a lot of good views on film, and I was like, hey, send me 100 words or less what you felt about Joker. I'm going nice. to put it in for you. But, yes, haunting. Send that to me. Send that I to will. me because I want to I I throw that up. Absolutely. Haunting and as a film, because you know I spent four years in film. That's like my real passion. This was like the movie I wanted. 
this was the one where like you leave and it sticks with you and it clings to you and you keep thinking about it and you keep it keeps seeping into your psyche over and over again and you're right let's focus on the villains because batman ain't shit without villains gotham ain't shit without them because let's face it there's only one batman but there's a bunch of villains so i don't know cinematography wise and the score alone to me sold the movie Mm-hmm. The the score and the soundtrack combined with the visuals and like the grittiness and let's not forget the film took fifty five million dollars to make which is a shit in a bucket in Hollywood that's nothing and they just focused on character and it just goes to show like if you focus on the character and not all the flashy shit and the the funny jokes and the bubblegum bullshit and the CGI and you just let the character really carry mm-hmm. the film you're gonna get a good you're gonna get a good outcome so for me. Joaquin Phoenix, since the beginning, I've loved him. But this is only, to, to me, um, solidifies his ability as an actor to take one character and just carry a whole yeah. film with it without shit. The whole story could have sucked, but Joaquin Phoenix's ability to carry the film without even opening his mouth in some scenes. He doesn't even talk. Just the physical way he moves his body or the way he like mm-hmm. he tells you the story without even opening his mouth. That sold it for me. Oh, and did we even do the thing with the calling card? Did we talk about that? Because I think we were off for that. No, no, no. You mentioned it. Yeah. Joker gives that calling card, but I feel like what was great in Joker was that he gives you this card that tells you about his affliction, which Mm -hmm. I thought was like the coolest parallel twist on like Joker giving that card out. So, But that was like my overall thing. I think... Joaquin Phoenix should take an Oscar for it. Yeah. Because if Heath Ledger, oh, just, yeah, if Heath Ledger could take it for <laughs> like, it yeah, if Heath Ledger could take one for 13 minutes on screen as Joker uh, yeah. after but death. But Heath Ledger also gave us a Knight's Tale and 10 Things I Dang, Hate I About You. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix gave us, and her, gave us her and 8mm signs and children. But 10 Things I Hate About You, guys. Yeah. He, he I'm just ran saying, down the are you done? Off are you the done? line. Are you done? But are you finished? We Why are you running? Why are you running? In a medieval time, guys. What? He made a poem. What are you talking about? All right, let's do it. Wait, final question, man. Heath Ledger or Joaquin? Let's do it. Come on, baby. Come on. They're connected. No, no. Yeah, they are connected. Hold so on, hold on. I, I want to give everybody a second to do their their last take. Uh, Maul, you got something? Um, this was the strongest start to spooky season I've seen in <laughs> <laughs> many a year. Word. Like this is the illest Halloween in quite some time. Yeah. And Joker is definitely about to be everywhere on both Mistress Night, he Halloween, is, and probably even big. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> the way things are going, yo. The nightmare before Joker. <laughs> yo, could you imagine a toy maker movie that comes out during Christmas? Yo, I love that you're about <laughs> this because <laughs> I am too. But on Christmas, when all the kids are expecting Santa yep. and they get toy maker. Oh God. That can we say like a Batman needs a Mister Freeze? That's legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all what I want. I want the Cobblepot most... movie and Freeze. You know what's funny? Batman has let Mister uh, Mister Freeze. Go so many times, even though Batman's code is to put him in jail. But because he's he knows Freeze is fighting him for the pain. Yeah. The pain in Freeze. Oh God. Okay, but go ahead. chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Um. So I have a couple of things. 
I'm going to watch every Todd Phillips movie and try to figure out who's the Joker by the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) DC, stay the fuck away from your trifecta, which is Batman, Superman, and Wonder Wonder Woman. Please, for the love of God, everything that is holy. Before I leave this earth, if you don't give me a fucking Raven movie, I promise <laughs> I will storm your studios myself. Don't, don't give us a Raven give movie. Give me the killing joke and put Joaquin Phoenix's joke Give us the Trigun movie and have it end with the birth of Raven. Bruh, if I get anything that's attached to Raven, especially off of this bullshit Phoenix nonsense that Marvel tried to pick up, I Please promise stop. you, you could have my third born because I don't think you want my first or my second. Um, and thank, thank you for just experimenting and, and yeah. coming up with art and just stick to the art because that's what you're weird. They eliminated weird, all the bullshit and they just gave weird you a good fan base film. just wants to be entertained. Right. That's, that's all that we really want. We don't need Disney. Stay away from Disney. Go for Disney. it. <laughs> Fuck the kids, cater to the adults. Agree. Hashtag DC, fuck them kids. DC was originally Hasn't DC been saying fuck them kids their entire DC time? Was Especially in Batman. Marvel, <laughs> Marvel, Superman. Marvel was born because they wanted comics to reach a demographic of children. Please stop. Don't Period. do that. It's Don't true, that. but it's true. Look at the history. It's true. Okay. It works. <laughs> it's true. They even made Superman a dead It doesn't bad. make like, Marvel any be better real. than DC or DC any better than Marvel. They're just, just different. They're just different that's all that's different okay reasons. all right um i think you should definitely go see joker you should see it three times at least twice a year movie of the yeah, year absolutely movie of the fucking year no i'm doubt. staying in my house for halloween because <laughs> I, I i'm good uh, yeah i'm not going out how about that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not Oh my God! The amount of jokers that are going to so be out there. So many. You know the what? amount of mischief I've night never is going to be nuts. tempted in my whole life to go that mainstream, but I'm a little tempted. It's strong. It was that fucking good. It also, was strong. Uh, I might I know, dye my hair green. I might. I know you guys are about to go wild at the conventions, and that's just okay. All right. It's okay, be passionate. You it's know what? Okay. I'll take a million Joaquin Phoenix Jokers over a billion Jarrett Lettos any no. day of the week. Oh, not even like in the these. climate that we're at, I think that I can deal with Jarrett Leto Jokers. Oh my god! I don't know if uh, the difference Joaquin is Phoenix he writes the word good. "damaged" on his forehead, but fucking Joaquin Phoenix actually as, be doing. As yeah, upsetting. stick with Jarrett Leto uh, Jokers. As kids. it could be. I'm, I'm 100% to Joker to spawn off a thousand and one days battles between Joker cosplayers. Though. Right. Like, let's get it. Let's get and it. And let's keep that in fantasy realm. <laughs> no, I want I it. feel I really bad be because kids. I feel like our whole drunken talk has been just in general about Joker and not the actual film. No, no, no. We've talked about the film. We, we hit um, it. All right. That's how good of an far, actor he is. As far as this whole Joaquin or Het Ledger, Heath Ledger, um, one I in the same don't. Way, I, feel like. I I feel like we're watching two sides of a broken mirror. Yep. And Agreed. if if the Joker really is three different characters, I could totally see Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger being two aspects of the Joker. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, let's way. let and and Mark Hamill being the third. <laughs> I think a lot of uh. Love between them was put into this film too. I'll put it this way: Mark Hamill, when he you follow his Twitter, 
He's followed the Joaquin Phoenix films really closely, and he said straight up, he said, it was haunting and brilliant and beautiful, and I absolutely loved what Joaquin did with Joker. You know, he brought him down to earth. But I don't, really I, I think that his performance in and of itself, I, I think both performances really are so strong that they don't merit comparison. I'm going to say that that's fair because, like I said, Heath Ledger was the Joker, and now Joaquin Phoenix had to become him. So we have two very different goals and, in and you know what? representation. You know what? Having you. Joaquin now. I love Joaquin Phoenix. I, I could totally, if, if Nolan, not saying do it, but if Nolan wanted to pick up and, and, and uh, tell the story, I would be okay with Joaquin uh, filling in for Ledger. Do you want to see Joaquin in the 2020 Batman? I don't. I want there to be. I feel like we still haven't gotten a third Joker. Like I feel like Mark Hamill, by all means, is going to be Granddaddy Joker for all end and all I, be all. I'm going to say, but I feel like this is the one where we get him tangibly and physically. But I right. feel like Joaquin Phoenix should be like the father. Heath Ledger should be the son, and I feel like we're still missing. Mark is the Holy Spirit. Right. I feel like because there's Mark, because, like, no because Mark exists in the fucking he crosses the ether. Yeah, I'm not trying to be that person, but I would love to revisit the Batman story and count the amount of biblical references yeah. in there. And I feel it's like there are so many. It's for a reason. And Guys, I feel like I our quote-unquote Joker is still missing. I feel like we finally got, but I feel like we finally got the Joker fulfillment we've always wanted. Whether it's true or real or happened or didn't happen. We, I'll, I'll tell you. We got the feeling of him. We got his chaos. We got his descent. And we watched him become. Even if it was real or it wasn't. We Who got one story. We got one story he tells us where we're in that white room with him and he tells us where he came from. And to me, that surpasses all of the cinematic jokers we've ever gotten. Because everything's been this laughing, maniacal fucking guy. And like, yeah, that's cool. But like, what the fuck is he? What the fuck is he? Like, what makes him tick? What gets him uh, off? Also, what turns him on? What freaks him out? And it was like, we finally, for the first fucking time in the world, DC people were able to say, wow, look at the inner mechanism of what makes Joker tick, what gets him right, what makes or, him Or at excited. least what he's telling us. Makes exactly. Him right. yeah. And but to me, that was fulfilling. if Joker is just, like, let's imagine a world where Joker is real. Mm -hmm. And he's listening to everyone interpret his story and going so in depth, and he's like, "Ha ha!" That's mm -hmm. what's beautiful about it. But that was all the film. I did was tell you a fucking story. That's it. That's it. And maybe that's it. Maybe that is what Joker is. Maybe he's just a brilliant, beautiful, enigmatic storyteller, and the subject is himself. Well, and I've argued this forever in a day that you know Joker gets a thousand guys to line up and die for him. And there's 2,000 waiting outside to do the same. Exactly. Right. So this has to be a charismatic, and it's got to be someone who's a great storyteller, and it's got to be somebody who's who's able to get people to do that. The wildest part of that is there, the people lining up to die for Joker are way more likely to die by Joker's hand than anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's <laughs> He's funny. He's going to throw them again. I think it's funny that before this film, 
the people we interpreted who followed Joker were just miseducated, dumb goons. Right. But in this movie, it was all of citizens. us. Yeah. It was all of us who were, like, tired of the corporate greed and the fucking capitalistic bullshit, and we're living in, in the sewers while the, the 1% are up top, and I think that was the difference with this that film. It kind of makes that, Batman look like crowd control. Yeah. But and was, I think that that was a really fascinating exploratory venture that they took with this film was that even Joker didn't make his own fucking followers. They just happened because society just followed him in that direction. Like, how interesting was... Like I said, I feel like this film was more than a story. It didn't fucking matter what the story was. It was a character study. It was how he responds to external stimuli. It's how he responds to society and how he responds to... To anything, and like that's the first time where we really got to explore him as Joker and see him become. That was huge. Like I, I will never forget it, and I would, I would see it ten times in theaters. But I always recommend seeing everything twice. You go first time, you go to a movie for how you feel. The second time you watch it, that's where you really pay attention to the technical aspects of how they put the film together. And for me, I feel like if if Heath Ledger can win that award post-death for 13 minutes screen time, then there's no fucking way Joaquin shouldn't at least be up for a nomination for that performance. Because to me, it was uh, brilliant. And that's like... Oh, just great. Now I got to deal with the fucking... Uh, the, the, the DC fanboys. Like, we got another Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Heath Ledger. It sounds like you're hating. <laughs> this is the I, strongest... I, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't hear anything. I think this is the strongest DC film that's Dick come out. Over there. Is this film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Strongest. I, I, yeah. I will say this. I didn't know that this is the, the comic book movie I needed. I didn't know either until... Until I sat there and I saw it and it was haunting and deranged and dark and weird and it was a little too real and it made me uncomfortable in a good way. And I don't know. I feel like what really contributed to me for me like film-wise was a low budget where they had to rely on the actor to carry the Mm -hmm. film. Not the CGI, not the fucking explosions or the cute little jokes. This was real. This was a human being that we had all connected with and it allowed us to see a little bit of ourselves in Joker, which we never did before. And that was weird and that made us uncomfortable, but in a good way. So that's that's where I put it. I'm I i do not know, ten out of ten for me, because it doesn't fucking matter what the story was, because everything Joker tells you is bullshit, so who fucking cares? It the point was we got to see the character responding to societal stimuli and like how he responded to that was really important. So 10 out of 10 for me, Joaquin Phoenix nailed it. I never had a doubt in my mind anyway, but I would like to see them at least put him somewhere in the shadow in the future Batmans. So that would be really cool. But that's me. I wouldn't even put him with other comic book movies. Like you don't I'm, have to. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying, goddamn, a little bit of me wants a little bit no, no, more. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying that he shouldn't appear, but the whole idea of comparing him to Heath Ledger or comparing him to Marvel movies, mm-hmm. I feel like that does this film a great discredit. I agree. I don't think that it's a, a comic book movie. I think that it's a film Thank you. that was based on a character. 
Agreed. Thank you for saying that. That's really special that you said that because, like I said, this film was not about DC or Marvel, and it wasn't about a story. It was about a person. It was about a character, and this is the first time we really, 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 other than the only equivalent is in comics, is the killing joke. Yeah. And that doesn't even fucking touch the surface of what this film did. Yeah. This internal, horrible, deranged human being. Like, we never got a piece of that before. And this is, like, the first time. And I feel like they picked the right character. They picked the right actor. Um, they did it the right way. This is how you do a villain. And this is how you build them. So, that's that's me. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ma, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, Night Sparks. I do art in Night Sparks. Night Sparks, like night, like under King, and Sparks, like starting a fire. Okay, so night, like, like the dark, dark night, night. Sparks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you want to mention that other group? Uh, Mary May Media, also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, are we anywhere else? Uh, Spotify. Oh, you're SoundCloud. on Spotify? Yeah, nice. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Bria. You can draw a pentagram on the floor Whoa. and put some oh, whiskey, tacos. <laughs> some, some tacos, some in this fabulous bitch, yeah, please. and then sacrifice a Marvel fanboy, and then I will appear no. <laughs> in the ashes. No, you have to sacrifice America's ass. There you go. Yeah, you can sacrifice that all day, every day, or you can go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram under uh, Johnism. That's J A W N I S M. I'm somewhere on there. You'll find me, hopefully. <laughs> All right, Jess? For me, it's Jess Rambo, and um, you can follow my extremely mediocre and uneventful Instagram and Facebook. Girl, which them is... selfies be fly. <laughs> Thank you. That's all that matters. A.K.A. Jess Rambo, all one word. You can check me out there, but you're probably just going to find pictures of my cats, and that's about it. Until... That's that spot that you work at. Oh, Poppin' Bar and Grill up in Chalfont. Fantastic place. Come in for some good food, some good drinks. Um, everything is pop culture related, video games, comic books. The whole building is really cool. Come check us out. All right, folks. This is Garble Podcast. You can reach us at Garble Podcast on everything, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Grindr? Gmail. Uh, sure, we got a grinder. <laughs> we don't discriminate. Okay, Only when your wife's not looking. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this was our take on the jo- uh, Joker. 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 And, uh. Praise be unto Joaquin Phoenix. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get, get it. it. You, you wouldn't get, get it. it. You wouldn't get it, Murray. You wouldn't get it. Alright, folks. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Garbled Podcast. Please go to garbledpodcast.com for updates and check us out on all the social medias. Like, share, and then join in on the conversation.